Dead and Lovely listeners, and welcome to Dead and Lovely, your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the land. Here with the hosts with the most, it's me, Uncle Ben. Who's that over there? Hey, it's me, Dollywood Steve. Dollywood Steve? I just escaped from the flooded mine. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. You remember last week I was talking about how we were going to Uh Dollywood on Memorial Mm -hmm. Day? It actually turned out being super dope. Yeah, yeah, like it was really awesome because uh-huh. it was raining. It was like yeah, I, rain I saw that day. I saw uh, Brandon Wood or somebody posted yeah uh, photos of it flooding there. Yeah, it was the day, and before. that actually did look fun to me. because yeah. those days there usually aren't as many people. Yeah, and exactly. You can get on the ride, and every ride's a wet ride. That is precisely uh-huh. what happened, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like it scared off like ninety percent of the yeah. crowd. So there was almost nobody there. So we didn't really wait in line for hardly anything. And I think even the people that were there like didn't want to ride roller coasters in blinding yeah. rain. Getting blasted in the face with rain. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. imagine why. Because <laughs> we did it. <laughs> and it was awesome. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. Riding the Thunderhead mm-hmm. in like sheets of rain <laughs> is the definition of intensity. Yeah. Holy shit. I bet it feels like getting stung by bees in the face. It felt like riding a roller coaster and getting pressure washed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was you came out much intense. cleaner. Yeah, and I'm happy to tell you, you know how like at the um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride, how like they've mm-hmm. updated it and put like yeah. Jack Sparrow and stuff in it. Yeah, they've started working some updates into the Blazing Fury, our favorite ride. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's this really awesome new update where one of the firemen mm-hmm. has a blue rope light coming out of the hose. Really? Yeah. It's That's pretty cool. mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Really brings it into the yeah. 21st century. I mean, I'm telling you, we all remember blue ro- lo- ro- blue rope light. <laughs> That's hard to say. Blue rope light. Red leather, yellow leather, uh-huh. blue rope light. <laughs> <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. I love I need. Unique New York. Um anyway, yeah. That's that's awesome. I love that. Updating a Dollywood ride is a string of light. Yeah, that's it. That's basically. amazing. Uh-huh. It was really fun though. We rode that. Uh, it's not the newest one. We didn't ride the newest one, the lightning rod. Mm. Uh, we kind of ran out of time, but I heard that it's awesome. But we rode the other newest one, the fire chaser. Oh man, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's gonna have to go up there. It goes backwards, like. It's been a while. Yeah, as they say. You know, it's cooler than you remember. Oh, I know it's cooler. Than, I mean, like you know, it it's got that smell. Yeah, it's that Dollywood smell. That Dollywood yep. smell where you're, first off, you're in the mountain. Like, you're not surrounded, like, with, uh, you know, Disney World. You're yeah, surrounded yeah. by bullshit. Sure. <laughs> like, you're you're in the mountains. It smells like the mountains. Plus, they also have, like, wood burning oh, yeah. going on. So, you get that nice smell of wood. Uh-huh. They and the, you the can smell. The coal fires from the, yeah. the forges where they're yeah. actually, like, making metal work. They're actually stuff. making metal yeah. for, I don't know what reason, yeah, just like to be signs like. signs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have, like, you know, the frying stuff. Of course. You can get you some pork rinds there. Hell yeah. Plus, uh. there's body odor everywhere. Oh, man. Everybody smells like shit. Oh, man. That's awesome. Class- classic theme park body odor. <laughs> you can't beat that, man. <laughs> Do you have yourself a little skunk adventure this week, Steve? Oh, man. I, I think I'm smelling a little, just a song. Yeah. Well, my shithead dog's here, so that, that might be why. My dog uh, got sprayed by a skunk this yeah? week. Yeah? Where did that um, happen? It happened at my house. Uh, we, we live out in the country, uh, and yeah. there are animals everywhere. Oh, yeah. We normally let her walk um, without uh, a leash, because she doesn't go on the road or yeah. anything. free-range dog. Yeah, but she is also a dash hound. Oh, yeah. Or part uh-huh. dash hound. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are 
they were born to chase. Yeah, they sniff around. So she, if she sees a squirrel or a bird, she'll just chase after it. Yeah. Well, she saw a baby skunk. Oh no! And chased after it, and she was running around it. And my wife, my wife was walking with her, and my wife was like yelling, you know, for her to come. Yeah. And eventually, the skunk uh, was like, "You know what? I I know what to do in this situation, <laughs> and that is piss out my ass on your face. <laughs> you won't like that. You won't like it. And so, oh my god, my dude. wife, my wife, she still even after getting sprayed." Kept like barking at the the skunk. Yeah, my wife couldn't yeah. get her to pay attention, but didn't want to walk over there and also get sprayed. Oh god! So no. she just like like first first thought, best thought, had a flashlight in her hand and just threw it. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> and that broke the spell. Okay. Salem, I guess, saw the flashlight land and was like, "Oh, right." Yeah, there's a world out here. Uh huh. So she, um, my my wife grabbed her by the butt. She was uh-huh. carrying her by the back legs, <laughs> and she's like. Salem's like wriggling and like sort of foaming out at the mouth because when that stuff hits, it's like, you know, fucks up your sinuses. And of course, if you don't know what, like if if you've never had a dog get sprayed by a skunk or a pet get sprayed by a skunk, you've never thought what to do. Yeah, what do you do with that? So the first thought is, well, we have to get her inside or she's going to keep going after that skunk. Okay. Get her away from the animal. Rule number one. Don't take the the pet inside. Because <laughs> then the inside but, smells. Yeah, then the inside oh, smells. Oh, no. Um, so we throw her in the, the tub and start spraying her down while I'm uh, yeah, quickly Googling, Googling yeah, what, to, what do. to do. And um, uh, number two, don't get them wet until you... Oh, uh, no, really? Yes, you don't want to get them wet yet. Um, Does it just like spread it? Yeah, or it just spreads it because it's it actually is a it's like a fat secretion. Oh, so it's like oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So water's the water, yeah, the water's not going to get rid of it. Um, what you need is you need a, a pint of hydrogen peroxide. Okay. You need a quarter cup of baking soda. Okay. The and then about a, a tablespoon of dishwashing liquid. Okay. Mix that all like up. Like a Dawn or something to cut the oil. Yeah. Right? Mix that all up and then you, you, you just fucking cover the dog in it and let it sit for five to ten minutes. So that's better than the old-fashioned tomato juice. Tomato juice, uh, I already knew from a Mythbusters episode, actually doesn't work. Really? Yeah, it's not... It's not I feel like they always did that in cartoons and stuff. Yeah, they they do it a lot in cartoons. They did it on Jackass when they okay. voluntarily got oh, yeah. Ugh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't actually work. It'll just sort of cover up the smell because of the intensity of the tomato yeah. sauce, but then eventually... And also, if you have a white dog, we'll turn your dog orange. So that's a, a benefit, really. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we didn't we didn't read all the instructions again because yeah. we were like, got to get this shit done. Yeah. So we we're like washing her down with this solution, and we're not letting it sit. So immediately, it smelled a million times better. Oh yeah. But then after she dried off. We could still smell it when you yeah, got near her, there. yeah. And that meant she was spreading it everywhere. Oh no! Oh my god! And so our our entire house smelled like it. Um, she still kind of smelled like it for two days. We were still trying to figure out how to get it oh off of her. God. We washed her like two more times with that solution. Yeah. The third time, I let it sit because uh-huh. I finally read the directions. You know, like they teach you. The first day in kindergarten. Yeah, you figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> but I, I finally got most of the... I mean, she's sitting here now and we can't yeah, really Yeah, I'm, I'm not gagging or yeah, nothing. So. Um, 
Dude, the smell of it's terrible. A full-on skunk blast. Like, man, whenever you drive by one Ooh. that's been hit in the road or something, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's that's a funny smell. It smells like weed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it smells kind of funny and funky mm. and stuff. But dude, the smell of a full-on attack blast of skunk you ass. Can, you can taste it deep in your throat. It's overwhelming. It's it, horrendous. It's it's really almost like it. It's so much sensory input uh-huh. that it kind of overrides all of your other senses. Yeah. You yes. Know? Like I told you that one time my dad shot that one in our chicken coop. Yes. And I think just ruptured the fucking stink sack oh. or whatever. It, and it was a full grown one too. Uh-huh. It was unreal. It was unreal. Even like dozens of yards away, mm. the stench was overwhelming. Yeah. You know? That's the only way I can describe it as overwhelming. If you do, it, uh, if... Uh, you you hear the sound of my voice right now, and this ever happens to your pet? Yeah. Follow my immediate directions. <laughs> Go towards the light. Do uh, make that solution. Leave your dog outside until you have it. Do it quickly. Don't get them wet. Spread them with that solution. Then then spray them down after five to ten minutes. If the smell is in your house, yeah. These everything we tried didn't work until I tried uh, boiling um, half. Apple cider vinegar and half water. Oh, really? Just simmering it for hours. Really? And it just neutralized all the odor. No shit. Yeah, it took a while, but like, does it smell you, like vinegar now? No, I mean vinegar. Huh. I, the vinegar smell was there while it was while simmering, it was cooking, yeah. but as soon as we turned it off, it was just sort of neutralized. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't get know your that. fans going. Do that. It should get huh. the smell out. Well, yeah. speaking of, of skunky and funky, let's crack yeah. open a cold beer. You want to? Oh man! So this is a cold beer I got the other day in Knoxville. It's a cryonic from D9 Brewing Company. I've never had this. It describes itself as a sticky India Pale Ale. I think with all this, these indications of cryonic and uh-huh. sticky, I think it's trying to evoke weed vibes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, telling us something. Perhaps funky and skunky like some of the greatest IPAs are. Um, so it's about to be 420, man. <laughs> right? Totally. <Peace. laughs> I'll tell you what, though. It's kind of different than... making fun of stoners. Like, oh, that's what that was. Right, oh, yeah. Okay. That's what that was. It's kind of different than what I imagined it would be. It's more malty and definitely less like hoppy and funky huh. than you'd think it would be. It's actually It's weird for them lot. to go yeah. for the the weed vibe yeah. but then make it less hoppy. Yeah, I thought so too. It is good though. Okay. It, it is tasty, but it's just like if you're expecting that, then you're not getting it. But it's a nice smooth... Oh man. There's a fruitiness to it. That, that is nice. Yeah. It's almost like if you took the sour oh. parts out of pineapple or something, it I can't like quite fruit taste loops. it. Is that what it is? Is that what I've been trying to, to, to taste in there? I can, man, I'd say, or maybe Apple Jacks? It might be. Yeah. Gosh. All right. I think that you're right. There is a little bit of, of fruit loopiness mm-hmm. on the back end. That's, that's good. That's funny. Ever since I had that the other night, I was like, what the fuck does that taste like? Way to go, D9. I just needed to get a Steve on Where the job. Where is D9 Brewery located, do we know? I don't know. I want to go to there, though. Yeah, for I real. I definitely want to go to there. What have you been watching this week, Steve? Man, I've been watching all sorts of stuff. As I've uh, uh, talked about maybe the last couple of episodes i've been watching yep. camp slashers oh yes um, and I'll, I'll be talking more about what i've uh, cornelius north carolina is oh north carolina yeah. okay north i'll be Kakalaki. talking more about like what i've observed about camp slashers in, yeah. in a little while yeah well but, this is uh, our, our month of camp slashers yeah. starting up here um but I've, I've been watching through all of them every single wow. movie that could be possibly called a camp slasher Tight. and this week, I got into the more recent ones. Okay. 
Uh, well, actually, I watched Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. Okay. I think yeah. I, last time I said I'm, I'm up to that point. Uh-huh. I watched Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. Highly recommend. It's been so long since I watched them that Man. Like, I think that I need to watch them again because... Yeah. I remember thinking like, well, they're, they're not as good as the first exactly, one. They're exactly. They're not supposed, they're not they're even not trying to be like the first one. They immediately start the meta jokiness okay. as, as soon as it starts. So it's, um, it is uh, Bruce Springsteen's sister who is. Oh yeah, that's right. She's, she's this like, she's got this sort of mousy look to her, mm-hmm. but like she also has a confidence about her like. Which is, you know, what you would expect uh, of Angela. Because she yeah, was yeah. mousy, but then, like, you know, she becomes a full-on murderer. Yeah. And you maybe gain a little bit of ego at that Could point. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and she's funny. And <laughs> eventually she, she gets almost like Freddy Krueger, but uh-huh. I would say even closer to the quippiness of Bugs Bunny. Okay, it's yeah. It's pretty great. So it gets really like very over the top. It's over the top meta horror. It's not. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, and it, those are the I would say the last great camp slashers for wow. you know probably 20 years. Wow. Uh, we've had some more recently that one of which we will cover. Uh, yeah, in a later few this weeks. month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I watched <laughs> I watched a movie called Spirit Camp. Spirit Camp. I, I think I've like scrolled by it, but never watched it. What is it? Um, it's okay. So it is about a cheerleader camp. Okay. And it looks like it was made for fifteen bucks. Oh, tight. Um, and the I would say probably eleven twenty five of that went to getting three women to show their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so there's six boobs in the movie, uh-huh. and that costs most of their budget. Yeah. Um, and it actually is one of those things where, like. Um, it reminded me of the type of movie you would want to rent as a uh, a young boy who yeah, wants totally. to see boobs yeah. in a horror movie. Um, but that was only for the first maybe ten minutes, and then after that, you're like, wait, so you're just gonna leave me with bad acting and no boobs? <laughs> they should have they yeah. should have dispersed the boobs more evenly. Yeah, more evenly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really is a bad movie. Killer. For sure, um, <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. If you want to watch it, uh, I don't. I don't recommend it. Maybe I don't want to watch it. Yeah, you probably don't. <laughs> I also watched Spaceballs this week. Oh yeah, yeah. shit yeah, dude. Yeah, my wife loves Spaceballs. It's and so good. We were just like couldn't figure out what to watch, and eventually I was just like, "Fucking, I'm, we're watching Spaceballs." Yeah, fuck it. Anytime you're at that point. Uh huh. Any of those movies are great mm-hmm. to watch. Men in Tights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking any of them is Blazing great to Saddles. Oh, Young dude. Frankenstein. Blazing Saddles is all time mm-hmm. one of the best comedies great. ever. It's phenomenal, dude. Spaceballs is also fantastic. I remember watching it as a kid, but like not really getting yeah. all the little stuff it was making fun of. Yeah, I, I really got a lot more out of it because this is the most recent time I've watched it, probably in a long time. Wow. And I really was like, oh, I never got these jokes. Yeah. I didn't even realize that the space balls were looking for oxygen because their planet was running out. Right. I just thought like they were just assholes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So good, man. Yeah, it is. It's great. And um, it still holds up, especially when you um, 
you know, deal with the fact that there are more Star Wars movies coming out now. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a Spaceballs two would be perfect. Yeah, the, quest, this point, the quest for money. The quest for more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that it seems perfect. Also, there's a point where uh, yogurt pulls out a Spaceballs flamethrower. Yeah, and I really regretted that at the time when Elon Musk. Uh, had that flamethrower <laughs> flame that I, I hadn't made a meme of oh, just those man. two because it really looked the exact same, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you made some strong choices this week. Yeah, I did. How about you? What have you been watching? So I've been watching a little bit of stuff, but the funniest thing, the best thing I can tell you that I've watched all week is a series of videos on YouTube. Uh huh. It's on a channel called Cut that does a bunch of other okay. stuff, but they did a series of. Would you rather in real life? You know the game. Okay. Would you rather? Yeah. They did it in real life with these two dudes, it's like mm. Diedrich and and somebody else. I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh-huh. But they're like one dude is just kind of this like, um, just kind of slobby punk guy, uh-huh. and the other guy seems more like he's kind of an upright, normal dude. They don't know each other, but they both agree to play this game of Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. And basically, the way it works is. They give them two choices. Would you rather do this or would you rather do that? And they're both horrendous things. Mm-hmm. And basically, whichever one they choose, they do it. But then they've also taken an internet poll to see, okay, you know, what would the majority of people do? Would they rather do choice A or choice B? So if the guys chose to do choice A and they mm-hmm. do it, but then it turns out the audience chose choice B, they have to do that too. Oh, shit. What? It's, it's, the, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> it is the worst. That sounds terrible. And dude, it is so hilarious. I mean, I was seriously like in pain laughing. <laughs> it was like, there's like 12 of them. And it's all stuff like, um, I'm trying to remember some of the choices that they have to do. One is like, you know, would you rather get maced or tased? Ugh. But they're, they're not I all, I, I, uh, just no. No. Right? Uh, and not all of them, all of them are like pain related or anything like that. Like some mm. of them are stuff like, would you rather drink a glass of water from a public toilet, or clean a public bathroom using only your bare hands and soap? And they they fucking have to do all of it. I'd clean I'd clean with my bare hands. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. without a doubt, less lasting damage. Mm-hmm. More emotional damage, but less lasting yeah. physical damage. Yeah, it's really gross. I cannot recommend it enough. It is so fucking funny. So look up Would You Rather in Real um, Life Cut or something like that, and you'll find that it. That reminds me of... I, you should watch this show if you haven't. Okay. Uh, it's a Comedy Central show called Review with uh, Andy Daly, who is one of the funniest people in the world. Okay. Um, and it has a ton of great people in it. Uh, Jason Manzoukas, Jessica St. Clair. Okay. Ton, tons of really funny people are in it. Uh, but he... He is on a show where people, like in the show, he's on a show where people send in requests for reviewing life experiences. Mm-hmm. And he, he does them no matter what. So at a oh. certain point, he gets a divorce. At a certain point, he tries crack. Oh like, my God. I mean, these aren't real, obviously. Like it's it's a it's a written show, but the, the show within the show has effects on his real life. Holy shit. So it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And Andy Daly is the perfect straight man uh, to do all of this. Like, Sounds He's awesome. just like, try a crack. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds killer. Yeah, check it out. It's on It's on Comedy Central. It's, it's on Hulu, I'm sure. Awesome. Yeah. Um, other thing I saw this week was Solo. Oh, yeah? Which is fucking... Solo. I really loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. awesome, man. I want to talk about it after you've seen it. You've not seen it yet. No, I haven't. But I'm excited to see it. Man, I've, I've heard good... 
reviews. It's and great. It really you know what, is. You know what's interesting to me about it, and we'll talk more about this when we do talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting to me about it is that they made a movie mm-hmm. specifically for all the people that hated Last Jedi. Yeah. And the people who are complaining and not going to see it are those people. Yeah, I know. Totally. And the people who would enjoy it the most. Absolutely, they would. But they're just not going to see it because they're like, no, you don't get to because of girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. I I won't go see your movie because of girls. I know tons of people that said that, that were just like, yeah, Last Jedi just burnt me out too bad. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fucking go see Solo. I know. Like, Like, seriously, you you go through... Episode one, two, and three, and you're still and like that wasn't bad enough. Yeah, Come and you're on. still excited when Force Awakens comes out, but the right. moment it's a girl, you're like, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's dope, man. I really enjoyed it. Y'all don't let the bad box office numbers yeah. fool you or anything. It's no, they, actually really sick. They released it on a bad weekend. I mean, Memorial Day weekend too. used yeah. to be a big weekend for for uh, the box office, but as of lately, it just it hasn't been. Disney released uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End at that point. Oh, yeah. Nobody saw that. Nobody really saw that. Like, they kind of dump movies that they think, like, people aren't going to see. And also, it made a good bit of money. It's just that the budget was kind of skewed because they had to do so many reshoots when they switched from Lord and Miller to Ron Howard. Howard, Yeah. Yeah. Best thing about them switching to Ron Howard is that Clint Howard's in it. Is he? Yep. Old Fuck. Rughead awesome. himself is That's in there. That's awesome. You lose the race, you, you lose, lose your, your car. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really good. So we'll talk about that maybe next week if you've seen it by then or something. Our main topic we're going to be talking about today, though, mm. is one of my favorite camp slashers of all time. It's one of the best. The Burning uh-huh. from 1981. I fucking love this movie, and I know so many people... Who, I mean, not only have never seen it, have uh-huh. never even fucking heard of it. Yeah, it got lost in the the, the scrum there. It really with, did, man. Uh, Friday the 13th. Um, if you look at the release dates of Friday the 13th, 1, 2, and 3, they yeah. all come out within three years of each other. Yeah, it's tight. Real tight. Um, and there are other movies competing at the time. Other slasher movies, other camp slashers. Yeah. This one just got kind of lost. People, I guess, probably thought it looked too much like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um. And it came out a week after Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah, so there's that as well. Mm. So it's kind of like by that point, the, the audience kind of OD'd yeah. on camp slasher horror movies. But, you know, now looking back on it this far away from it, even if you mm-hmm. compare it to those other movies. It's so much better. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it not only stands up to, but surpasses yeah. so many of its peers. I yeah. think it's a fucking great movie. But, you know, this is us kicking off our entire June month uh-huh. of Camp Slashers. Cause You're at Camp Dead and Lovely. Camp DNL. Uh-huh. We're going to be talking about some of our absolute favorite, maybe, I think one of them I haven't seen. Mm. But the other ones are some of my yeah. favorites. All, yeah, all of the movies that we're going to be watching this month. All great. So great. Well, well maybe not yeah, next maybe week. Maybe not next week. But it's, it's worth watching. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely so. <laughs> And, you know, these Camp Slasher flicks, they're full of some of my favorite stuff. The outdoors, the mountains, the forests. Yeah. Uh, camaraderie and brotherhood. Uh-huh. Uh, teenage sex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> oh, playing baseball at yeah. the beginning. Uh-huh. Yeah, stuff like that. They do that a lot. Yeah. And so I think... They do actual camp. That's the thing that, like, is... When you talk about Camp Slashers, 
I think there is a, a specific subdivision that is the summer camp slasher. Yeah. There are only a few, but they have that element of they're actually like doing summer camp stuff yeah, in the right. background. You're right, because even a lot of the 13th flicks are like counselors getting ready for camp. Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, part three, they're just at a house that's supposedly on Crystal Lake. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's not there's no camp involved yeah. or anything like that. So Part 7 they go to Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> They're on a cruise ship for 90% of the movie. Yeah. Um yeah, so you're right. So this movie I think does get extra bonus points because it does have so much of just kids at camp. It really yeah. sets that atmosphere and stuff. Reminds you watching Salute Your Shorts. It does. For real. So considering that we're <laughs> going to be talking about a whole lot of kids just hopping into tents and crawling into sleeping bags and just banging and then getting murdered and stuff. Steve, before <laughs> we get into reviewing this movie, I'd like to take a little quiz with you here and learn about each other's a little bit. Okay. Well, well what are we what are we going to find out about each other? We're going to find out. Go camping uh-huh. and we'll reveal who you'll sleep with next Ooh. over on BuzzFeed. Man, if the answer's my wife, they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> the answer's not my wife unlikely in trouble yeah <laughs> this is gonna be a pretty fun quiz mine's yeah. all loading up over here right now you well, got yours up yet? i do and it looks like here we're gonna pack our bags we're going camping where are we gonna go all right ask me are we I'll gonna go you. to a green deciduous forest Ooh. you gonna go to your favorite beach Ooh, i like that how about a southwest desert mm. or a blue mountain lake what do you choose dude, dude. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. The beach is my favorite place ever. Yeah. I've never camped on the beach. Oh, it's fun. Is it cool? It is great. It is. But what about like, do you ever get to wash all the sand out of your crevices and stuff? No, you don't. about that. You're always, uh, you got sand in your sleeping bag. Uh You got And it's, uh, it's the beach. So if you're camping there, it's probably hot outside. And the moment you close that tent, you don't get that breeze anymore. It's the worst. You know what? Maybe I like to go to the beach, but only as just a, a middle like a class short, white person. Yeah, a short know? period of time where you can go back to the hotel. Yeah, and yeah. be in air conditioning stuff. So actually, maybe not that. Uh, I might enjoy myself some time at just a majestic green deciduous forest. Yeah, those are those are great. Seems peaceful. You got lots of shade and yeah. cool there. I look, they've got pictures here, and the picture I see of that Blue Mountain Lake is calling to me. That's so where you want to go. go. That's yeah. where you want to go right there. Yeah. Good call. All right, now, Steve, now that you're at your Blue Mountain Lake, you got to choose your dream tent. Okay. You got to pitch a tent for mm-hmm. me, big guy. You got yourself a fold-open roof tent. Looks like a tent that goes on top of a car or something. Yeah, it does. What do they come up it with next? Like There's a ladder or something? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't uh, either. Suspended tent? I guess okay. it hangs like a hammock. Mm, all right. That's kind of tight, actually. That is interesting, yeah. Cavernous eight-person tent. Just looks like a big old tent. It is a big one. Deluxe bell tent. Kind of looks like a teepee. Yeah, that's like a real nice tent. Like the type of tent you might have at, say, a, a wedding reception where you keep yeah. the food outside. Yeah, right. Yeah. Three-pound, two-person tent, or a six-pound, four-person tent. Those just uh-huh. look like kind of regular yeah, nice tents. Yeah, those are pretty much regular tents. Yeah. Where are you going? Well, uh, my wife and I do love camping, and we have a six-pound, uh, four-person tent. Oh. But boy, I'd love to have a cavernous eight-person tent. Yeah. So there we go. That's a good way to go. I think that suspended tent sounds pretty dope, yeah, man. That, I love me a hammock. That looks, yeah. Plus, that if looks it rains, real comfortable. You know, oh, man, it keeps you off of that uh, yeah. wet ground. You get that leakage coming into your tent and stuff. That always sucks. Yeah, it's the worst. All right, what's so, next, Steve? Ben, who's coming with you? I'll tell you. No one. Oh, bye. Oh, man, you're taking 
Jakan Hagar. <laughs> you taking a faceless man with you? <laughs> All right. Hopefully he's not after you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my SO and kids. Okay. Mm. My dog or dogs. Dogs. A friend or two or three. Mm. Just my SO. Okay. Just my siblings. Okay. You know, I think like a realistic answer would probably be I don't have kids. Of course, but I have dogs, so it would be the closest answer would be my yeah. SO and kids. But the thing is, is like, Kate and I aren't really the type to be like, let's go camping, you and I. Uh-huh. We've gone camping with friends, though, yeah. uh, and, and had a, a reasonably good time, uh-huh. very soaked time. Yeah. Um, but I would say, based on experience, a friend or two or three okay. would be the answer that we would go with. What about um, you? I, I would say, I'm going to count my, my dog as a kid and say my SO and kids. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Emily and I like uh, to camp together. Yeah. We like do everything together, so Aww, makes sense. Look yeah. at y'all. Do you like? Have you camped a lot in your life? I used to camp a lot more as a youngster. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've camped on islands on Cherokee Lake here oh. in Jefferson mm-hmm. County. Um, also, did a lot of hiking for a while. Yeah. I really like hiking. Okay. Uh, it's a good place to do it. It is a good place to do it for sure. Um, there are parts of the Appalachian Trail, especially when you get closer to the North Carolina border. Yeah. Uh, the Balds. I've uh, heard of it. Just check out the Balds on the Appalachian Trail. All right. You get up there, it's like you're in the Scottish Highlands. It's oh, wow. insane. It's you're just on these really high, suddenly flat mountain. Hmm. Like you're just really high up. It's very flat, and there are also horses up there. They're not, not wild horses. But. I've not taken near enough advantage of those kinds of outlets that yeah. we have here in the southeast. Yeah, there's so much stuff. It's yeah. so pretty here. Right on, yeah. man. That sounds like a good thing. All right, so Steve, which of these things do you decide to do first on okay. your Blue Mountain camping trip with your significant other and your dog and your tent? Dog. Are you going to go fishing for dinner? Mm. you going to fish a fish. Are you going to explore on a hike? Okay. Go out there and hoof it some? Yeah. Maybe you swim in the lake slash ocean. Uh-huh. Go do some cuba diving. Uh-huh. you going to nap in a hammock? Uh-huh. Maybe you read in a cozy spot. Or relax in Del Sol, the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if it's me and my wife, after we set up camp, we're probably just gonna we're probably just gonna relax. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a relax in the sun relax option? Relax in the sun. I mean a nap in a hammock is also a great thing. That is too. Usually whenever I'm on any kind of vacation, what I want to do the most is relax. Is fucking do nothing. Yeah. Or like read. Like I find that like pretty much the only time that I really sit down to like read, read yeah. anymore is yeah, when I'm on vacation. When I'm either in a long car trip, maybe for a tour or something uh-huh. like that. Or if I'm sitting on the beach. Yeah. Like where I'm kind of forced to be in one spot. Yeah. Or like a bath even, you know, like uh-huh. I read while I'm in the bath because I'm forced to sit in one spot. <laughs> so when I'm on vacation and I'm kind of just able to sit down and not worry about all this other shit that I have to do, I like to read in a cozy spot. Well, That's what I'm go. going to do. I, I do not get, I mean, I understand when people go on vacation, they're like, they want to take advantage of yeah. the place that you're at. Oh, right. Yeah. But man, I'll do that at my own pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want to relax. I want to eat for sure. Fuck yeah. I want to go out to eat. 
Yes. Other than that, man, you're going to have to drag me somewhere. I totally agree. Yeah. Man, people that go to the beach and go shopping. What is that about? Go kill yourself instead. You can go shopping anywhere. I know. Yeah. Especially like nowadays with the fucking internet. What, you can't order anything from anywhere from home? For real. Oh, it drives me insane, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'm with you. Whenever I go somewhere, I want to be there. Of course, uh, if we're at Myrtle Beach, yeah, we have to go shopping in the surf shops. Yeah, at Eagles. Got to get you go to Eagles. Get you a hermit crab. Uh huh. Get be- you a rebel Budwe- flag. Budweiser beach towel. A Budweiser beach towel. <laughs> God, or Corona. Corona. Beach. It's always a Corona beach towel. The, oh man, my whole way down here, by the way. I was driving behind a guy who had a million bumper stickers, uh-huh. and most of them were the rebel flag in some capacity, <laughs> and others were, I think, vaguely white supremacist oh, okay. stuff that I just didn't know yet. So, rebel flag, cute participation trophy. Yeah. Yeah. It is real cute. You participated and warned you lost. One of his bumper stickers was coexist, but the X was replaced with a Confederate flag. And none of the other <laughs> none of the other letters were different. Coexist with people exactly like me. Yeah. And nobody else. What does that mean? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. God, what I the fuck is the matter confused. with people? So fuck Myrtle Beach. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, what do we got next here, Steve? Pick a hack to try while you're out in the wild. Pick a hack. Okay. Gene Hackman. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Gene Hackman. Looks like we got a headlamp lantern made out of uh, an LED light and uh, just a water bottle. I've done that. It uh, works great. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Cook hot dogs with crescent roll dough. I'm going to tell you something I'm fucking sick and tired of. What Every is white person using crescent roll dough. Fucking crescent roll dough. All of Pinterest them, is the worst. First it's, off, it's like every fucking recipe. Uh-huh. Start with one package crescent roll, and mm-hmm. it's like, no, I'm this is gonna fucking suck. Here, here I'm gonna make a statement that uh, no one is gonna ever call me on because, right. like, the people who love these things are probably not listening right now. <laughs> but Pinterest recipes yeah. are almost any recipe that you you see on Facebook yeah. in one of those little gift recipes. Uh huh. Don't fucking make that shit. They're usually garbage. It's garbage. It's yeah. absolute bullshit. And the, the completed thing you see at the end is well manicured and not tasty. I'll it's not, guarantee Yeah, it. no. If any recipe calls for um, jello pudding mix, just Bad throw start. it out. Yeah. If it's a cake with jello pudding mix in it, it's going to taste like shit. One hundred percent. Big old soggy cake. Also, if you, if it calls for a, a box of cake mix, what you're okay. paying people for yeah. flour and sugar. <laughs> but for some reason, if you look in all of them, they all contain propylene glycol, yeah. which is antifreeze. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> what the shit? Don't use that shit. One of my things is like basically any recipe. Okay, two things uh-huh. come to mind. Anything that involves a can of cream of mushroom soup. Oh, God. It's going to taste like depression. It, 100%. And also, goddamn nearly, I'm not going to say everything, uh-huh. nearly everything made in a crock pot. Yes. Fucking Almost sucks. everything made in a crock pot would be better if you used a few pots to make it. If yeah. it's a crock pot curry, don't do it. Oh, no, don't. Don't do it. Make Anything it... with a noodle in a crock pot, oh, go God. to fucking hell. Because the noodles are going to be fucking soggy as shit. It's They're... garbage. Ugh. It's like an insult to cook a noodle in a fucking crock pot. 
<laughs> so horrible, dude. I mean, if you're if you're going for just you know fucking granny's pot roast, whatever, then yeah, mm-hmm. of course it does that yeah. well. Yeah, a slow cooker is for that. Yeah, a slow exactly. cooker is for that real tough piece of meat. Yeah. that you can turn into nice, delicious, falling Tender, off, yeah. just tenderness. But everything else you cook yeah. in there will taste exactly like that. So mm-hmm. don't even bother trying to yeah, make it no taste reason. like anything. It'll there's taste no like a crock pot. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so. No, um, no to hot dogs and crescent no, rolls. No, no hot dogs and crescent rolls. Zip two sleeping bags together. Okay, that's cool. I guess so you can get freaky. Ooh. Uh, DIY candle out of an orange, which looks like you just take half an orange and put a, a match in it. I don't know. I don't I'm... know what that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, opening a can with a rock. I've opened a can with a knife. I've opened a can with... Uh, with uh, just a Leatherman with the the pliers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that. That's pretty manly. But opening a can with a rock. All right. Uh, cooking on a Swedish fire log. And it looks like just a, a large log that's been split a little bit halfway down. And then they, they start a fire in, in the middle of it. They got a big kettle on top. I'm on they board with that. That looks pretty great. I yeah. want to do that. Okay. That, se- that seems like a, a fun experiment right there. That seems pretty cool. And I'm going to go with opening a can with the rock. Oh, awesome. That sounds like Oh, it's not the idea. rock. It's a rock. Oh, <laughs> it's not like the, I thought the man, the rock. I thought Dwayne Johnson just showed up and he'd be like, hey, buddy, hey, let's babe, open this you can. You want to try this out? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What will you cook over the campfire, Steve? Okay. We got a couple options here. We got a Dutch oven pizza. Probably involves a crescent roll dough. Uh, probably does. <laughs> I love a Dutch oven, though. Yeah. You Good can, for cooking. You can do many a great thing in a Dutch mm-hmm. oven. Uh, fresh caught fish. My wife would be uninterested. Uh, Gollum would be very uninterested. Oh, he'd love it. He'd love it if you just didn't cook it. Yeah. Raw and squiggly. Yeah. That's what he likes. What is potatoes, precious? Oh, don't go ruining a coney. <laughs> Steak tips and mushrooms. That looks good. There's like rosemary and stuff mm-hmm. in there. Ooh. It's kind of like a stroganoff kind of thing. A cowboy stew. Yeah. Kinda looks like a vomit. Um, walking tacos. Which looks like a Frito pie. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. we call it here in the South, the yeah, Frito yeah. Pie. It's kind of some like taco meat and lettuce and stuff. If you don't know what either of those are, because I'm sure there's a, a regionalism for everything. Yeah, it, it is an open bag of Fritos with just taco stuff thrown yeah. in on top of the like, Fritos. Almost like Petro's in a bag. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or Campfire Paella. That's a thing that exists. Um, Boy. Fuck. I'll tell you this right now. Um, And Will Tical Grimes will Uh-oh. agree with me Look out. on this one. All right. I mean, despite our uh, ladder match that he uh-huh. obviously lost. Oh, yeah. Obviously. He'll agree with me on this. Yeah. Paella, not into it. Yeah. Too many different flavors that don't go together. There's a lot of things in there. Yeah. I kind of, I enjoy, not as much as like Veronica's dad enjoys a paella. Oh, man. He, he loves he a loved paella. that paella. <laughs> but I do like one. I do like, but they can get overdone. It's true. They can get over, there's just too much stuff in there. I think when you... When you start throwing tons of different seafoods together, what you're saying is all seafood tastes the same to me. Okay. Yeah, whatever. They're all the same. And they're not, though. No, that's they're racist. Stuff. It is racist. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with that Dutch oven pizza. That seems like but a I'm not using choice. crescent roll dough. Fuck no. I'm using real dough. Man, I'm a steak tip and mushroom that shit. Yeah, it I looks think real good. good. I've been trying to... Uh, been trying to eat a little bit better here lately, Steve. Me too. I eat pretty good usually, but mm-hmm. it's like I'm trying to do like... At least, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't have a number in mind, but it's uh-huh. like trying to do a lot more meals is like salads and stuff. Yeah, you know? that's a good choice. Because it's real fucking good for you. Yeah. And it's also, the, the big, biggest thing about it for me that's awesome 
is that there's no cooking time or anything like that. It's just that like is true. Pull stuff out if of you, fridge. Yeah, if you're not if you're not adding meat, or even if you are, you can make some chicken ahead of time. That's usually what I've been and, doing. Yeah, yes, grilling it and cutting up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way to go. And I've also found this. Uh, uh, again, I know our listeners love the food talk every now. Yeah, and I made this uh, uh, tahini garlic dressing. That's yes. Fucking rad. Okay. And it is. It Why all aren't we started. drinking that? Yeah, I know. Let's do shots right now. Uh-huh. Um, it it kind of started because. I guess a week or two ago, whenever Kate and I went to Asheville to see Ghost, uh-huh. we ate at one of our favorite restaurants in Asheville. If anybody listening is in the Asheville, North Carolina area, uh, go to Nine Mile. Okay. It's kind of a Caribbean restaurant. There's oh, two of okay. them in Asheville, and it's fucking out of control. Mm. Awesome. But they Caribbean. Have, oh, thumbs my God, up, man. dude. And they also do like a lot of curries and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of curry stuff. Yeah, I had a, Ooh, I had a roommate once who lived in the, the West Indies for a while. Oh, Lord, And he yeah. taught me so much about oh, curry. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. And that place also has some of the best, actually, I will just say the best inland scallops I've ever had. Okay. Unfucking believable. Whatever I love you scallops. get, add them to the dish. But they had like a garlic tahini dressing on the salads. Mm-hmm. And I ate that and I was like, oh my God, I could eat this like every day as a meal. So whenever I got home, I decided to try to figure out how to make one. And it's just basically like tahini, you know, uh-huh. which is, of course, sesame paste. Yeah. Um, prime ingredient in hummus for yeah. those who don't know. Olive oil, chopped garlic, lemon juice, salt, pepper. All of that Shake it up, great. dude. It's so fucking good. Just toss that on top. What, what are you? What are you? What are you putting it on? I What's, get like a mix of like a you know, just like a green ba- mix. baby greens. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's spinach and greens and stuff uh-huh. like that in there. Oh man, it's so fucking yeah. good, dude. Sounds great. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with a little steak and mushroom to keep my keep my my lifestyle clean. <laughs> <laughs> ben, hey. oh my goodness, there's a bear. Oh shit, where? Uh. Why is there a bear in the desert? I wonder about you that. You ask. Yeah. The desert? Why is there a bear at the beach? Is this on Lost? <laughs> he never made it to the beach, though, that polar bear. He was always so. in the middle of the island. I bet he was burning up. I wonder if he and the smoke monster hung out. I think they probably did. Probably talked about the Dharma Initiative a lot. I bet they were like, I think they're just making this up. I think Locke used to be paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, oh, good. Creepy asterisk. Backs away slowly. Ooh. Uh, walk slowly until the bear is out of sight. Okay. Uh, or that's literally just a big rock. Mm. Uh, these these answers don't go well for me at all. What do you say, Ben? I have a feeling I would probably I would probably say that's literally just a big rock. Because I'm kind of the kind of guy who never wants to think anything bad is happening. Oh, so, okay. Like, you know, like anytime, anytime Kate's like, my car is making a funny sound. Yeah. For I'm you, like, denial like, no. is just a river in Egypt. Absolutely. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, just, just turn up the radio some. See, it's fine now. Can't hear it at all? Yeah. And we take it to the mechanic, and he's like, yo, it's about to explode. <laughs> so for me, I would probably, yeah, it's just, it's just a big rock. It's moving, but don't worry about uh-huh. it. Well, you... I'm going to do the almost correct thing. I'm going to say it. backs away slowly, yeah. though. Make yourself... As big as possible. If you're here in the south, yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna, you're gonna give it a big arms up. We just got little. I'm brown bigger bears than right you, yeah. and they'll run away. Right. Yeah. If it's a grizzly, though, play dead. Yeah, pray to your deity of choice. <laughs> yeah, and play, prepare to meet them. Play dead and shit yourself. Like that'll be hard. <laughs> yeah, really. All right, Steve. Whoo! It's just a huge rock. See, I was right. S'mores or no s'mores? This is easy for me. What do you say? Fucking yeah, s'mores. No s'mores. No. Bullshit. I don't like marshmallows. I don't either, but it's s'mores. It's different. No, I get that. I um, Whenever people are making s'mores, yeah. I will eat uh, a, a chocolate sandwich. 
Okay. I like roasting marshmallows. That's fun. And I feel like I can get them to that perfect doneness that people like. But I just never, they don't hit me right. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I I hate them uh, not cooked. Right. I absolutely hate them. Huh. I will eat a s'more and still enjoy it. Okay. But I'd prefer it without them. What about even like a Rice Krispie treat? Is that off limits? Rice Krispie treats are great. Okay. I know. It transcends yeah. the marshmallow. It does transcend the marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. They don't taste marshmallowy. Mm-hmm. But they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. I Choose. love a s'more, dude. I love a s'more. Even, even made in the fucking microwave. I'm on board. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I don't understand the people that only want to eat them by the campfire. It's like, well, why don't you eat them other... You like can, You can put a candle out on the counter and make one <laughs> you know you can't choose one more thing that you really want to do quote then. really want to do uh-huh uh yo, you might be into this looks like somebody uh, strumming on a guitar Uh-oh, and it got, says sang song i got them a spanish guitar oh boy i like to sing <laughs> uh have tent sex is that like opening the the zipper hole just a little bit yeah i don't know why you would tent? fuck a tent Ouch. That's gross. Uh, kayak or canoe. You ever canoed before? Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's fun. Yeah, I actually, actually do enjoy it. Yeah. Peaceful. Tell scary stories. Ooh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm afraid. Bake bananas on the fire. Hmm. Don't like cooked bananas. No. No. Uh, it's just mush. Well, I guess there's one. Bananas Foster yeah, are good. Different, yeah, but But you cook bananas, yeah, they get mushy. Yeah. Bananas Foster's got liquor on them. That's true. Yeah. That helps everything. Uh, or finish two books. Finish two books. Yeah, I like to. I'm gonna sing a song at you, Steve. Sing That's a exactly song. what I'm gonna do, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be bust out my campfire favorites. I'd like to canoe or kayak. Yeah. Now I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be worried. Cropsy's gonna get me. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you well, get after that water, raft massacre, he's, he's got an elaborate plot. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> All right, now Steve, choose an Instagram photo to commemorate. Your trip. We got this is a visual, visual uh-huh. question here. So we got like uh, a tent with a bike in front of it and the sun and a coming sun. up. We got some weenies roasting mm-hmm. over a far. Looks like uh, Devil's Arch. Is that what that's called? Uh, it is now. Yeah, the it's desert a, scene. A desert scene. Yeah. We got somebody's boots on a mossy countryside floor. Like right. here I am walking. Remember when I walked here? <laughs> We've got a guy holding a bottle of booze. Probably a Corona. Because it looks like he's on the beach. Yeah, yeah. We got a, just a campfire. Uh huh. We've got, is that a flower or is it like a cactus? It looks it cactus like a cactus flower, flower yeah. It's cactus. So, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a cactus or a flower. Mm-hmm. We got a beautiful lakeside scene. Oh, we got yeah. another campfire, this time with a cup of coffee, some beach foam. Some Asian kids in sleeping bags. Oh, well, that's the one I want. And we've got a way beyond burnt marshmallow. My wife always gets on to me every time we go on vacation. I'm like, we got to find some Asian kids in sleeping bags and take Instagram <laughs> photos of It's like, no, that's really, really creepy. This Why is that a weird? Hobby. Why is it weird? <laughs> you too. You have Asian kids. Why are they specifically Asian? That's, oh, no. I think that makes it weirder. I don't know why. I don't know why. They're so cute. <laughs> not Asian. Not all Asians. Yeah. Kids, I meant. Sure. <laughs> and these kids in particular. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to go with that lake scene. That's a good picture. Yeah, right on. I'm going to go with this fella holding a bottle of booze walking into the sunset on the beach. Because that's something I like to do while I'm at the beach is drink a booze. Well, Ben, I'll tell you what. What? Um, I, Okay. The <laughs> answer to this is no, no. It's it's full on, uh, uh, almost right. 
considering the picture okay. along with it. But it says an acquaintance from class or work. Oh. Now I'm uh <laughs> I, if I were to have sex with an acquaintance from a class, it would be work because I would be there teaching. Okay. And that would be very bad. Yeah, very bad. A very bad. No good. But it says here I'm playing with fire. But the picture here is Allison Brie. And oh. uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. And I'll go ahead and say my wife would be very happy to hear about it. She'd be okay with that. Yeah. No, she's in love with Allison Brie. Allison Brie is a freebie. She's gorgeous. Obviously. Love Allison. And she's so funny. I know. And also Everything, just seems like a fucking cool person. She's amazing. Yeah. You see her in interviews and she is so funny. Yeah. Just hilarious. And it's like, how'd you get to be so funny also being so pretty? I know. Unfair. It is unfair. That's I remember people hate Dane Cook for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But one of the main reasons why comedians hate Dane Cook is because he's attractive and funny. Yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, he's not hes not like everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. But it's its hard to pretend that Dane Cook is not funny in some way. Yeah. And so attractive. being attractive and funny upsets comedians. I got that. I got your SO, or whoever you wish was your SO if you're single, and it's uh, a black lady who smiles and puts her hands over her face like, oh my. Who is that? Who is that? I don't know who, who that, is that is. I don't know. It's on a show called Katie. Of Oh, wait. No, that's... uh, uh She plays Lana on uh, Archer. Oh. Um, I don't know who that is. Gosh. Forget her name. Yeah. Anyway. So look at us. Yeah. Wait, why did you get your... What what about my choices made it so that I was going to cheat on my wife? I know. And what about mine screamed your SO? I don't understand these things. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Steve, we got to know each other yeah, a little we did. bit better. Look at us. Uh huh. Now I know you like having sex with your wife. Yeah, and I know that you don't like fucking a tent. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Before this, I thought maybe he's one of them. I wonder guys. if there is a tent that comes with a flashlight attachment. And I know you like Asian kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and all kids. All kids. Man, <laughs> I don't like hanging out with them uh, all the time. Yeah. But some kids, my nieces particularly love hanging out with. Yeah. Real fun. They're real tight. They're real cool. chill. Yeah. They sit around, talk about cartoons, and talk about YouTube videos that I will never watch. You should start a podcast with them. Man. <laughs> I mean, I would. I, I can't imagine who would listen to that. Right. Like, what? I, I know well, probably I, everybody. I could name five people, and okay. they're all my family members, right? Because <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, it's so cute," and I want to hear Steve. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, it's time to get on with the main topic of our podcast today, which is the burning from nineteen and eighty-one. Now, I assume this was not the first time that you saw this, but I think no. the first time that you saw this movie was within the the yeah. lifespan of our podcast. Yeah, right? you you um sang its praises. You did. You sang its praises, and I had never heard of it. And went and watched it and was like, man, why, why haven't I heard of this? This yeah. is a movie. That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, that would have more of a, um, you know, presence in my mind considering how many 80s horror movies I watched. I know. Like, there are way worse, way worse 80s horror flicks uh-huh. that have gigantic followings. Yes. Why the fuck does this one not? Yeah, this one should be... Uh, high up on everybody's list of camp slashers for sure totally agree but just, just in a, general yeah, 80s horror movie exactly yeah totally totally agree man so the first time you watched it you're like this is the bomb yeah it's great same here man yeah same and, here. and the second and third time i watched it which was recently i was like this is still the bomb it's still great did you watch it on uh physical or stream it 
I watched it. It's actually up on YouTube. That's where I watched it too. There is yep. a there is a high quality yep. version on YouTube. Um, I mean, nobody's getting any money for it, but I, I didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Although I will buy it. This <laughs> oh, is yeah. one. 100%. It's worth owning. I was going to buy it. We went on uh-huh. um, Prime or somewhere. I was like, yeah, let's yeah. just fucking buy this because it's worth awesome. Owning. And it's totally not available to buy. Really? Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. Man. I need to find a copy of it because I definitely want to add it to my permanent mm-hmm. collection. Now, this was made in 1981, the year of my brother. So, this is my brother old. Uh, it's older than me, yep. but I also was born in 1981. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. We're going to narrow down where I was, what day I was born. Yeah, just inch by inch. Oh, man. Real quick. Yeah. Somebody tried to steal my identity this week. No shit. Mm-hmm. And called my mom. How and where? And um, how's your mom? She's doing good. <laughs> Actually, they called my mom, but in her phone, it just came up as my name. And so when she went to call, she called my new number. Yeah. Somebody has my old number, oh. which I just recently changed and I had had for like 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And somebody got that old number and I guess looked it up. And it, I, if you look up like, oh, my old Steve number, guy. I come up. He's handsome. And then they looked up my Facebook and they used their number to request a new password for my Facebook and then change my Facebook password. So you got locked out of your Facebook? Uh, almost for, for a brief second, but Facebook, because I have like super strict privacy settings, Facebook immediately sent me an email and I, I fixed it immediately. So nothing bad happened. Good, good, good. But they also called my mom. What'd they say? Um, she didn't answer the phone because she was watching Deadpool 2. Nice. Yeah. That's a good mom move. <laughs> yeah. She my mom took, would never watch Deadpool 2. She took my nieces and nephews to Holy see Deadpool shit. 2. She just thought it was a comic book movie. She didn't know. <laughs> and when she got out, she called me back and she was like, did you call? And I was like, no, I didn't call. And she was like, I got a, a call from you. And she looked and it was my old number. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, wait, you were watching Deadpool 2? <laughs> Let's back this That's up bigger real quick. news. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger than somebody stealing yeah. my identity. Yeah, so if anybody uh, out there within the sound of my voice has my old number and gets a text from my old number, yeah. it's not me. Wow. But apparently this is a scam people do. If you change your phone number, people can go online and, and you can get, uh, through certain companies, you can get uh, a phone number just uh, briefly yeah. for use. They'll go and they'll they'll look it up, like do a reverse lookup to find out who it is and see if it's worth trying to steal their information. Yeah. So apparently I'm worth trying to oh, steal worth stealing. from. Thanks, guys. I want to get you a t-shirt, mate. This is worth stealing. Worth stealing. Oh. I've been worth stealing Once, since I was five. I was five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over here giggling a little bit because my phone just notified me that I got a um, a tweet from a man, Wes Houck, who's just a fabulous guitar player. Uh-huh. He always puts out a quality tweet. I recommend okay. following him on Twitter, at Wes Out. He said, if I'm at a Chili's or some chain place like that and see a girl order a big gnarly Southwest burger with onion rings or a big meaty quesadilla, uh-huh. I always think, man, she's absolutely going to take such a big and tangy dump later. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> big that is true. and tangy. A big tangy dump. <laughs> West. One that makes you go, oh. Oh, Wes, thanks for that wisdom. You really, <laughs> you really hit us with that one. Now, this movie, you know, obviously with it being an 80s, early 80s camp slasher, 
you cannot help but say that it has connections to the Friday Thirteenth series. Friday Thirteenth One came out in seventy nine. Is that right or eighty? Oh, eighty came out in eighty, early eighty. And it was kind of you know known as the first camp slasher, yeah. of course. And this came out a scant year later. Were they in production at the same time? Um. Okay. So this is interesting. Uh, we will uh, we'll talk about the name I'm about to say yeah. more detail later. Yeah. I'm just gonna say the name and run right over it real quick. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Um, wrote a five-page treatment f- yeah. for what would become the burning in uh, like seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Wow! And actually registered it with the Writers Guild in April of nineteen eighty, which is actually a month before Friday the Thirteenth came out. The first Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. So, so maybe Thirteenth was already in production. Yeah. 13th, Friday the 13th definitely affected the script. Sure. A five-page treatment. A treatment, basically, for anybody out there who isn't trying to write scripts. Yeah. A treatment is basically the short story version of what the script is going to be. You hit yeah. the high points. You don't go overly into describing the characters. characters or, yeah. I mean, some people write like a 60-page treatment where they will describe very in- intensely each character, but it's not necessary. Five pages, basically the short story. You hit all the high points, the beginning, middle, and end. What what big things are sort of going to happen? Okay, that was already registered with the Writers Guild at that point. Uh, but it was just a month before Friday the Thirteenth came out, so Friday the Thirteenth definitely affected the final script. Right. But they already had this idea for a camp slasher before the first camp slasher. Right. And uh, and it's cool too to see that Friday Thirteenth Part Two, which came mm-hmm. out. Right before this did, right? Uh, seven days before this. Seven days. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah they really should have Tomorrow would have killed you before yeah. you could have seen both of them. It's like, oh, damn, I don't want to see the burning. Oh. oh! But, you know, the thing is, is that it's cool that these movies came out in the sequence that they did because mm-hmm. the burning managed to get Tom Savini doing the special effects. Yeah. Stole Tom Savini from Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like, they wanted him for part two, uh-huh. and he was like, that's stupid. Jason's dead. Yeah. Jason wouldn't. There would be no part two. Uh-huh. That's ex- those are that's not even what he was like. Those are basically his exact yeah. words. That's stupid. Yeah, Jason's that's dead. That's stupid. Yeah. And so he decided to do the burning instead mm-hmm. since he thought it was a much stronger script. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he ended up doing the special effects and stuff. And of course, because it's Tom Savini, he also ended up like shooting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and he was he had, in it a bunch. Yeah, too, he, he's he did uh, the, the burn legs scene. Yeah, yeah the, the legs. Scene. Yeah, the full burn was actually a S- stunt guy, a yeah. different stunt guy. But the legs on fire—that was Tom Savini yeah. himself, just catching his own legs on fire. <laughs> the man's got hobbies that I would not pursue. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie had a lot to gain by being cooler than Friday yes. the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, and what's interesting about Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and the burning is that it is obvious somebody was leaking something. I, it has to absolutely because has to there are particular scenes that are very much the same. One of them being the campfire scene where yep. they're telling the story, yep. and then a guy shows up dressed as whoever. In Part Two, uh-huh. it's the that skinny dude who doesn't die yeah. shows up. He has like suppose, a spear. And he's got stuff. a spear, and yeah. then in this one, it's Eddie the. A rapist and abuser <laughs> yeah uh who shows up dressed as cropsy yeah. so it, those two scenes it's are exact, like fucking identical yeah it's identical exactly the same so somebody was passing something to somebody yeah don't know who came up with it first but 
somebody definitely knew what was happening on one set and was telling them on the other set. Right. Yeah. I wonder which it was. Like, yeah. You know, which one came up with the ideas first. And I stuff. would say Friday the 13th part two was probably stealing because that came into production so quickly. Immediately. Immediately yeah. after the first one. And uh, they were probably just scram- scrambling for ideas. Right, right, right. They'd yeah. take anything that they had that yeah. came up. So you mentioned old, uh, old fuckbag piece of shit Weinstein. yeah. And I really hate you know, and we've mentioned this on other podcasts too, but it's like, I really hate that that guy's name is attached to some of my favorite movies, Pulp yeah. Fiction, this, mm-hmm. all kinds and of other he's flicks. He's even more like directly connected with this too, where yeah. he's not just in a producer, producer role, but he yeah. came, the story idea is, by, is his. Um, he didn't write the screenplay. He didn't direct it. Uh, this, I think this is a different situation than the Victor Salva situation for a number of reasons. Okay. One that Victor Salva wrote and directed Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, and Fuck Children. And Fuck Children. Yeah. Uh, the main thing I would say is that Victor Salva had been uh, not only like accused of fucking children, but gone to prison, served a sentence, got oh, yeah. out of jail, yeah. and then made Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> yeah, and then was given money. Yeah, so at this point, Ugh. everybody involved with this doesn't know Harvey Weinstein is a, a rapist piece of shit. Right. So uh, you, you question why people would work with Victor Salva at this point, you're like, of course they would work with this young up-and-coming guy who seems to be on fire. Like, yeah, totally. He and his brother had just been like uh, producing concerts up to that point, mm. and they were pretty popular in the music scene. They got kind of popular with other yeah. people, and, and everybody working with them, of course, liked them. Yeah. Um, he did. <laughs> he has been accused of um, sexually... Uh, not assaulting but harassing yeah uh an intern that worked on this movie he oh okay had her come to his hotel room where when she got there he was just wearing a towel and as soon as she walked in he dropped the towel oh shit and then asked her for a massage and then she uh said no and and got out of there good but then afterwards of course she still had to work with him and he would make comments about it yeah Ew, uh, on the set of this? Uh, yeah. That sucks. That kind well, of sours Well, to her, not to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would make comments about it to her. Uh, we'll get into how much of Harvey Weinstein is in this movie, but... Yeah, it seems like a lot. I think it affects uh, the way you look at it when you know that nobody involved in this knew who he was yet mm-hmm. or what he is. Um, and also that um, the majority of this the director tony malam had mm-hmm. his own vision the screen screenplay is written by bob weinstein and peter lawrence harvey weinstein didn't have anything to do with the oh, screenplay okay uh, he just gets a story by credit and a producer credit okay, so he's less attached to it than victor salva is to jeepers creepers well makes and, feel a little better i guess and jeepers creepers is about a, a guy wholly taking over his victim yeah. and looking through their eyes and saying fuck you yeah. I win yeah yeah whereas this the um the men who are terrible yeah aren't portrayed as anything but terrible it's true they're it's still very just blatant bold face yeah everybody thinks of them as terrible right. nobody is saying like this is good right 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 yeah yeah the males in this movie uh it it must be talked about that they are very uh I don't know. Very sexually aggressive. Not yeah. all. Not all of them. Yeah. Not all of them. There's Eddie a lot of them. Are. And um, 
That the muscle guy. Yeah. Uh, Glazer. Glazer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eddie and Glazer. Especially are... Eddie's real and and the real creepy guy. Uh, oh, Alfred, Alfred. Who is by the way the protagonist of the movie? I guess. So. And I don't feel connected to him. No. Huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> either... he's just kind of weird and creepy and like yeah. peeping on girls in the shower and yeah. stuff like this. And and like he he gets defended a lot by this male counselor. Yeah. Who is also kind of the protagonist because he's the one yeah. who was involved in the Rick cropsy or Todd burning or something. Todd, I think it is. Yeah, Todd. Yeah, Todd. Uh, he was involved in the cropsy burning that we see at the beginning, and he's involved all the way through the end. So he's also kind of our protagonist. I kind of felt like he was the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, and he is constantly defending the uh, Eddie the and Glazer. Like, yeah, yeah he, and the outcast. He's defending their behavior over and over. Right. So, like, he's not good either. Like, all of those dudes are kind of shit. He's like, compared to me, I attempted to murder a man. Yeah, so. I attempted to murder a man. These guys are just rapists. And What's that's, the problem with that? And that's what I wonder about, too, is, like, that when the movie starts, it just kind of starts with that cold flashback of Camp Blackfoot. Uh-huh. And this group of kids, and they're plotting to finally get old Cropsy tonight. Yeah. He's, like, the groundskeeper and stuff. I didn't get it until the third time I watched it why they hated him. I thought they just hated him because he looked weird. Yeah, like, but what, what's the deal? They say he's he a drunk. He beat up one of the kids. And okay. they they didn't say what he did to scoop. To but scoop. I don't know. They just said they just mentioned they were like and what he did to scoop, which is a I, I'm assuming rapey. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe. like something like that. Because if he beat up one kid and uh-huh. then they don't even want to name what he did to the yeah. next. I like, missed that somehow. Yeah. Is that when they're all like sitting around like yeah. about to slap yeah. hands or whatever? Uh-huh. Okay, I totally missed that. So he is Cropsy's an asshole. Okay. He's a terrible, perhaps uh, even worse than an asshole. Yeah. But he's definitely an asshole. And they play a prank on him, and Cropsy, he really loves to keep as many flammable liquids in his room as possible. He sleeps sleeps on a bed of gasoline. Yeah, cans of gas, (laughs) Uh uh, liquor bottles everywhere, (laughs) just all kinds of flammable stuff. He just can't relax if he doesn't have something that's about to catch up in flames around him. At all times. And yeah, they play this prank on them where they have like a... They have a skull? Like a, a wormy skull. A wormy skull. I guess, what did they go candles? dig up a wormy skull? That, I was, that was never really talked about. It's like, who the fuck was that? How did they get that? I don't know. Like Todd, he's into some fucked up shit. <laughs> I like, guess so. I, I'm starting to think now, like I just didn't put this together... Like they they had to go dig up a fucking skull, right? I guess so. And it had to be that's sort real. of fresh. If it's not real, I mean, it's obviously not real. Savini put it together. Yeah, 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 of course. But, like, if it's supposed to be not real in that, those kids are good at They're making crafty. a not real skull. Yeah, they should go into special <laughs> effects and movies yes. and stuff. And they inadvertently, like, set him on fire. He runs and falls into the lake to put himself out. And then he spends, uh-huh. like, the next five years in the hospital being... Uh-huh. Recovering from his fucking extremely severe burns. Have you yeah. ever had a really bad burn, Steve? Man, uh, one time I, I grabbed a hot pan, just grabbed it, yeah. and, and went to move it. And you know what happens when you grab something super hot is you don't know it's super hot at first. Right. Because it's so hot that your nerve endings don't even register yeah, it's like, at first. what the what? So I was holding it for quite a, a not a long time, yeah, maybe yeah. a second. Right. But holding it long enough that it was just like... My my entire hand just Ugh. sort of became this big blister. Yeah. Also, when I was little, one time, uh, I was 
an asshole when I was little and anything my mom told me not to do, I would do. Of course. Uh, we were at a steakhouse uh-huh. and there was there were floodlights on the steakhouse and I oh, went yeah. over to the floodlight and my mom was like, don't touch that, it's hot. And I was like, touching I'll it. touch it. And then of course, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm Steve, the Babadook kid. <laughs> Dude, there was this one time I was robbing this guy's house. How'd that go? And I put my hand on the doorknob. What? And apparently the little shit kid inside had put like a heating iron on the doorknob. Uh And it burnt an image into my hand. Was it an M? From McAllister? From McAllister, yeah. Yeah. I put it out in the snow, though. I was there. Were you really? Harry? You had had the tarantula on the face. It's me, Lloyd. Oh, my God, Lloyd. (laughs) I've had some surgery. (laughs) I've been working out. I got a little taller. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, man, did you ever see the photos when when Kate, and my wife, like burnt the fuck out of her hand? Oh, uh, like, yes, like three and, years ago, four yes. years ago. Did you ever see the photos when my wife was taking a special effects class and made a burn on her hand? Yes, it was way sick. And it, looked it looked very accurate. It looked very much like a burn. Yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. Kate had her hand burned, dude, that was the worst. Yeah. Holy shit, it was terrible. It looks gross. No, it was brutal, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, the, the crazy thing is, is unlike Cropsy, all her skin grew back real good. Yeah, his grew back elephant man style. Yeah, he needed some vitamin E. Mm-hmm. And that does help, actually. That helps yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, he needed some stuff like that because he, he turned out real fucked up. Like, Wait, vitamin E? That is mentioned in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't think for the same purposes. Though. No, not for the same purpose. Now, after Cropsy gets out of the burn ward after five years, he goes and steps into the movie Maniac. He does. He's like, I'm going to be that dude from Maniac. Yeah, remember when, Remember killer. how he kills prostitutes? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, too, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, he goes on the streets, and it's like scummy filthy like 70s big city yeah it look it just looks and feels exactly like maniac he picks up a prostitute they go in a scummy motel and he like kills her there's mm-hmm. this like really shitty lightning flash that looks hilarious yeah but but her death is pretty dope her yeah she plays that death really amazingly uh the lines though i think they just didn't have any lines and yeah. they were just like just say you know what you might say if you were a prostitute Poor and she stuff. was and she was like, oh, I'm not a... Pro- okay, um... I bet Weinstein was just always telling everybody, just do horror stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he was. <laughs> she says this, if you're coming in, why don't you come on in? I mean, I know you're standing there. <laughs> that seems what? like auto-generated text from like it a does. computer program. I mean, I know you're standing there. <laughs> was she like, hey, what? just because... Hey, just because you stop moving, I'm not a dinosaur, Okay. <laughs> My, my vision is not based off of motion. Yeah, I, see I can you there. see you standing there. Why don't you just come on in if you're going to come, come in. on up. If you're, you're going to come on in if you're going to come on in. <laughs> anyway. The prostitute murder makes makes no sense when you look at the rest of, yeah. his, of his MO, the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, There's no reason why you should just like choose. I guess I'll just kill a woman because I'm mad, even though she what? had literally nothing to do. Maybe she was Scoop. Maybe that was Scoop right Holy there. Holy shit. Maybe that's the deal. He was getting back at Scoop. Yeah. And it, Scoop, of course, had become... A transgender prostitute yeah. in the grimy city. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. Actually, that, that would be kind of cool. That would be that would be, be awesome if yeah, we found out that was it. Yeah. That's cool. Um so women in this movie. Yeah. That's our first one. That is our first one as a prostitute. Our, now what our, about the next one? Our in first the movie? four women, Ben, we get a prostitute. Yes. The next woman we see is a woman running with no bra on. Yeah. And the boobs are in the center of frame. They're in motion. In motion. 
The next thing we see is just an ass. Just a butt. By the way, we see that ass three times before we see who the person is that it's attached to. It's kind of like uh, Slumber Party Massacre that we did. Yes. It's just like, whatever, it's just tits. Yeah. yeah. And then the fourth one is a woman shaking her ass. Yes. So, like, introduction we, get a good to idea, women. we get a good idea of how uh, we're supposed to feel about women in this movie. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right, man. They apparently are disposable and just for sex. <laughs> and just genitalia. Just genitalia. My yeah. God. Fuck you, Weinstein. Yeah. What a well, piece of I shit. mean, this all that this this falls then on Tony Malum, director eh, as well. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. But you know, the cast of characters in this movie is, for one, very big. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And for two, very likable. A lot of likable uh, other, than the, other than the rapey people. Now, um, the thing about the casting is that most of these people had never done film anything yeah 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 and then a lot of them turned out to be some big ass stars well uh we get of course holly hunter who in this movie doesn't say a word yeah non-speaking but she's there i would say of the three people who become stars probably i would say the most celebrated of the three she's probably won more award I don't know. George, George Costanza. George, he was George legend. Costanza. He was yeah. George Costanza. Yeah. I mean, J- Jason Alexander in his first movie role. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome in this, dude. Yeah. He's one of those people that, you know, of course, we all know him as George, as being uh-huh. very negative and very whiny and so yeah. on. But, like, Jason Alexander, from everything I understand, is just, like, a legit fucking awesome yeah. dude. And in this movie, he's a fucking awesome dude. Yeah. I watched uh, Tom Savini talking about the making of this movie, and he, he talked about a lot of Jason Alexander's lines were just Jason Alexander. Like, they weren't written lines. He's super, super likable. Mm-hmm. He just seems like a cool dude and doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. creepy or, or gross. Also, he has hair, and you see his butt. It's yeah, you do see his butt. You also see uh, the other m- big star that comes out of this, Fisher Stevens. Yeah, that, also see his tiny little butt. Yeah, definitely so. And yeah, he's his, sixteen at this time. Oh so wow! If you're a weirdo uh, pedophile, you might be into it. You see a little balls in the back of that. You too, do. So. You do. Huh? I didn't know he was that young. Holy shit! Yeah. Now, when you think Fisher Stevens, who do you think of? <laughs> Who is your Fisher? I Stevens? think of him in Short Circuit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously, playing like an Indian, Indian guy. character. Yeah, because that is... makes no sense. Yeah, well, in the '80s, Asian characters could exist, but yeah. they couldn't be Indian. No, that, and if they that were Asian, exist. of course, they had to be Long Duck Dong type of Asian. Right, right, right. Automobile, <laughs> like that type yeah. of Asian, where it's just like, okay, this. <laughs> in Jeez, t- guys. In twenty years, people are going to be very embarrassed by this. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. When I think yeah. Fisher Stevens, I think about uh, is it Phoebe's hackers? Phoebe's no. boyfriend on Friends. Oh, right, who's a psychologist. He he's. He's had a great career. Was it Phoebe? Yeah. I don't want to be wrong I about think he that. dated Phoebe, yeah. For sure. Uh, and he, he was on Lost, too. He was on Lost. He was also uh, in an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he played a journalist that was kidnapped by the gang. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. I'm going to crack open another yeah. cold beer here. What are we drinking this time, Ben? We're, we're going to have us... Oh, it's foaming up on me here. We're going to have oh. us an Ananda... Which From is Wiseacre. Wiseacre, same company that did that delicious Gotta Get Up to Get Down yeah. coffee beer we had Man, last time. Tastes just like a damn oh, coffee. God. Good stuff. Here, here I am just whacking my mic around right here. Uh, this and <laughs> Put that like, away. Hey, hey, look at it. Go blind <laughs> full of that thing. So, yeah, anyway, Fisher Stevens, he's in this. And he, I mean, he and Jason Alexander have bigger roles. Holly Hunter is just in yeah, the background. Right. Um, but he and Jason Alexander, they're funny. They're, they're great chemistry. Chumming around the whole time. I don't know how much of that was written and how much of that was just like, oh, they get along or whatever. Right. Um, and then there, you know, other people in this who uh, 
the guy who plays Alfred was in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. He was. Yeah, but he, I mean, he didn't have as big a career as the other three that we mentioned. But yeah, all of the people you'll see in this, you'll be like, some of them you'll notice and be like, yeah, I've seen that that person and a lot of other stuff. So. What I find is interesting about this flick, though, is that, like we said, there is a pretty big cast of characters. Yeah, there's like, so many. There's people. probably at least ten, maybe more, yeah. kind of main campers and stuff in this flick, and they're all very memorable very likable uh-huh. very realistic even though none of them are like you know let's say like parodies or cliches like oh here's oh, the, yeah here's the, the the badass punk kid yeah here's the weird introverted one here's the the jock like i mean alfred's supposed to be the weirdo yeah um and then we do have we have uh grazer who's supposed to be a, a yeah a, blazer yeah glazer he's supposed to be like a jock ish type of guy but he also has redeeming qualities like yeah, he's not just terrible he's a bully to alfred but alfred's a fucking creep yeah i know he's supposed to be our protagonist right but, but watching he's also a creep yeah. yeah watching the scenes between them, i'm like yeah like i get it yeah I, you were you like broke the trust of glazer's girlfriend by staring at her in the shower he'll also make a, a hot fire for a lady yeah. After he prematurely Prematurely ejaculates. <laughs> yeah. What a nice guy. Their relationship doesn't make much sense. Nope. But that's because the women in this are poorly written. Very much. Yeah. Very much so. Um, yeah, like, uh, everybody has a personality. Yeah. And, and I think that's because uh, these are first-time actors, most of them, and a lot of them are not even really actors. Mm-hmm. This is, in a lot of ways, this is a movie where they threw a summer camp and put a plot into it. Yeah, pretty They're much. Like, we'll get all these people who want to be actors together. Yeah, have a summer camp for them, mm-hmm. and then have a plot to that. Yeah, because there's like there's cafeteria scenes, and there's scenes in the bunkers, yeah. and there's scenes of them just like kayaking with like yeah. banjo music in the background. The and- movie actually went over budget a lot because there were so many like antics and things going yeah. on because people were treating it like we're all in summer camp together. Oh yeah, and I'm sure it was a blast. Like I'm sure the making of this movie this was a blast. Kind of you like that, Ananda? Is it yeah. good? Yeah, I think it's awesome too. It's just a really like that's a great. I just got off the lawnmower beer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good it's summertime. got enough flavor, but it's also just like refreshing. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Little citrusy thing, mm-hmm. little hoppy, but not yeah. too much. It's very, very nice. I like too though. This movie also shows you that like camping kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, you know? yeah. Everybody's not down for all of it. Everybody's yeah. like you have their complaints and whatnot. Uh, uh-huh. I love the scene where like later on whenever they've lost the canoe and they build the raft and they send the kids out on the raft. Oh yeah, and, and it looks like the worst. Well, it's like at first it shows everybody on the shore and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going. Uh-huh. And then like the next scene is like they're out of distance and everybody just looks fucking miserable. Yeah. And everybody's complaining. Because like, rafts each other. don't move very fast. No, huh? <laughs> not at all, man. So there's a lot of stuff in this movie too that just shows you it's like yeah it, it kind of sucks camping too yeah. I enjoy that about it as well but yeah just I really dig with this flick how like what we were saying with a lot of other camp slasher movies and stuff where there's so many just like paper thin characters that yeah. you just don't fucking care about that could all uh-huh. be replaced with whoever halfway through the movie yeah, and it wouldn't even matter I feel like you really kind of get to know the characters in this flick and it also helps that they're played by good likable actors and actresses yeah. so i think the cast of this movie is really one of the main attractions to it the soundtrack is also a huge yeah. attraction for me by rick it's wakeman rick wakeman from yes hell yes i say and it plays great that it's, man can wield a keyboard he really can and it, it it's it's like 
the slasher movies and camp slashers, they all are influenced pretty heavily by giallo flicks. Yeah, I want to talk about the yeah. giallo association with so this movie. The music, when you think about an Argento film specifically, the music is a big part of Integral. it. Integral. Yeah. Absolutely integral to the movie. And you get that with some of these early slashers. Harry Manfredini uh, in its you know, famous work on Friday the 13th. Sure. Uh, and then this... Of course, Goblin with all Argento stuff. Goblin with all of Argento stuff, yeah. Like, this with Rick Wakeman, like, it, it really creates an atmosphere. It makes you feel like you want to be there, yeah. kind of. But then when the horror hits, it makes it seem so much more real. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean, because a lot of the things visually in this movie just seem so inviting and welcoming uh-huh. like oh i'd like to be there but then yeah. sometimes those soundtrack stabs are just really uh-huh. weird and strange and inorganic in a lot of ways yeah. and i think really enhance especially the kill scenes and stuff like yeah. that a lot of the soundtrack on those is really dope so i love the soundtrack now something about this too that i really like as compared to a lot of other uh slasher flicks and horror flicks of this era is this is kind of based on an urban legend. This is kind of based on something that was already in the social consciousness. Yeah, um, Anyone from Long Island would know this at the time, and anybody now who uh, has a Netflix subscription can watch uh, Cropsey, a documentary about it. I haven't watched it. Check it out. Okay. Um, The people who made it also made one called Urban Legends that's worth watching too. And in both of these documentaries, they reference these things back to horror movies. Which is fun. So Cropsey references back to the burning. Yeah. And also references another uh, camp slasher called Madman, which came out uh, a year after the burning, which right. is also based off of Cropsey and was in production the same time as the burning. So they had to kind of change okay. what they were doing. Uh, they I don't think they call him Cropsey, not positive on that, mm-hmm. but it, it's still based off the Cropsey legend. But basically it's this guy who lives in the woods in Long Island and... Uh, kidnaps and, and kills kids okay um and it, it comes from there if you watch the documentary cropsy you'll get they get real deep into where the whole legend comes from but basically there's a cool. there's a santa uh sanitarium there that got shut down mm-hmm. uh, thanks reagan um <laughs> got shut down and everybody sort of got released into oh these shit local long island areas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and there were a lot of them lived in the woods Wow, and yeah. they were literally crazy people. And there was there was literally a child murderer. Holy shit! So it was based off true story. Wow, in some ways. I always think those kinds of things are really interesting, though. How you know this day and age, where of course with the internet and social media, it's like any story can spread like wildfire. Yeah, literally overnight. Yeah, even if it's fake as fuck, like a lot of things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I think is interesting about this time period of the late 70s and early 80s is like you're talking about things spreading entirely by word of mouth. Yeah. People just talking about it at school. Yeah. And then they have a friend who goes to a different school and they talk about it. Yeah. That spreads it to that school. Exactly. And, yeah. I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff because yeah. it's just like I don't think anybody was documenting how information was spreading back then. You know? No. It's like, yeah. Because it was just. It's the way it had always been spread. Yeah. And it's just like, word of mouth. Yeah. You went to school and you sang Jingle Bells Batman Smells. And everybody was like, what? Yeah. You can you say that? Some kid, and then he heard it from some other kid. Uh-huh. And he heard it from some other and kid. And then Bart Simpson does it later. Yeah. But it's like, I wonder who, you know, who was the guy that wrote the original 
you know, hook Jingle hand Batman smell. Yeah, Jingle Bell's Batman. Yeah, or the you know the hook hand murder campfire. Right, story. where does it's that like, come from? Yeah, there was some guy that told that mm-hmm. the first time, maybe in some form, yeah. and then it just got spread word of mouth. I think that's really fascinating. It's cool to see that a movie this early on, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking, you know, start of production in '79 or '80. Yeah, was already like, you know, this is pretty interesting to take an urban legend story and actually live it out on the screen. Um, there are a lot of tropes of camp slashers and we'll be talking about them throughout the month. One of them that you see in almost every camp slasher is the campfire scene. Sure. Where they're telling the story of whatever is going to actually happen. And that's so interesting because, um, back in this day, I think it would be less common now, but back in this day, we all would have some experience with that in some way. We'd all been sitting around campfires telling stories at right. some point, and it always turns to the scary. Yeah. Always. Because you're sitting in the dark, and yeah. it's like, well, you know, what else are we going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's slightly scared. Let's amp it up. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah. So I think that adds kind of a cool element of credibility, whereas, you know, again, some of the other more noteworthy franchises, whether uh-huh. it be like Friday the 13th or whatever, they all have a, a let's say, a supernatural element to uh-huh. them. You know, whether it's like little baby Jason popping up out of the water. Yeah. Any of the subsequent uh, Friday movies are all yeah, well, supernatural yeah. in nature. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't care what you say. It's like nobody survives those things that Jason yeah. endures in those I, I think, I have a theory about it. But yeah, there's a supernatural... Uh, element that makes Jason what he is. Yeah. That gets explained in the later films, but in those early films, it's always sort of there. Yeah. Like, okay, he just got stabbed. He just got, like, you know, pushed off of this, etc., but yeah. he's still alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like how in this flick, there's nothing... Yeah, this is just absolutely about a dude who's burned. Yeah. <laughs> and is, a... is a bad person. Yeah, exactly. He's a terrible person. He gets burned by some kids. He goes back, and he murders the fuck out of a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. even you know, 99% of them had nothing to do with yeah, why he got only burned. Only one first of them place. was involved in yeah. him getting burned, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he is just a vengeful piece of yeah. shit, and he exacts his revenge on him by murdering him mainly with uh, fucking shears, a big old yeah. pair of head shears and stuff, which is pretty fucking brutal way to go, yeah. It is. <laughs> Getting stabbed by two knives that are pointing in different directions as they come at you. That's, so it's yeah, not even put it like, that way, yeah. Like, you get stabbed by a knife, at least the force of it is, is going directly through you. True, yeah. These are going different directions, so the pain of that... And it's also pinching you, too. It's pinching. Get pinched by mm-hmm. knives. That's what getting scissored is like. Um, Scissor me timbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the That element, actually, though made it into a horror game later on. A Japanese horror game made um, in Clock the Tower? 90s. Clock Tower? Yeah, dude. I totally yeah. fucking remember that game. Yeah, Clock yeah. Tower. Uh, well, this movie, it didn't do amazing in America uh-huh. on its first run, but did really well, surprisingly, in Japan. Really? Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned that, though, because there, there are elements of this movie visually mm-hmm. that I can see as very Japanese in their uh-huh. aesthetic. Like uh that the thing that comes to mind the most is during the raft massacre scene, which we have to talk about. Yeah. 
that silhouetted image of him jumping up and holding the shears. Yes. Like you could see that in uh, a manga yeah. or an anime. Yes, 100%. Like the silhouette and even how he's kind of ragged and stuff and his head yes. is low and the shears are high. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Japanese illustration t- to me. Uh, Tony Malum really like labored over getting that shot exactly the way he wanted it. it. Paid in off. fact, he's the one doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the one playing Cropsy in those shots because... He couldn't get anyone to get the shears at the exact right angle. So like, oh wow, that it's meticulous, no doubt, in in an amazing way. So like, yeah, the, that's there, cool. There's so much visual going on in this movie. Yeah, that looks great. I mean, it's a great looking movie. Yeah, it really is a well shot, great looking movie. Mm-hmm. We got those Vaseline lens cropsy vision moments mm-hmm. and stuff where he's talking people through the woods, which does make me fear cropsy far less knowing he can't see very well. <laughs> we <laughs> like, talked about how before that might've been Jason's undoing in part two is yeah. Poor, poor depth perception. Yeah, Cause he only had the one little hole yeah. to see out of. Yeah. And, you know, Cropsy does have some fails later on in this movie, so... That's... Fuck! I didn't even think about that. Cropsy can't see well, and Jason in in Friday the 13th Part 2 can't see well. Uh Like... Somebody was on the set of The Burning calling people on the set of Friday the 13th and saying, like, this is what we're doing. Do this. Yeah. He can't see good, so he's going to fuck some stuff. Uh-huh. Be sure to put that And be sure to it. come out a week before so everybody will be like, fuck the burning. Wow. That's just a copy of, of Friday the 13th Part 2. Damn, dude. What do you think about the kills in this flick? They're great. These Seriously, some yeah. of the best slasher film kills. But, I mean, one, it's Tom Savini. I mean, if you're talking yeah. about best sla- slasher film kills, they're gonna all going to be Tom Savini. Yeah, of course. Um, the Wizard but specifically, like the raft the raft massacre scene i mean that is the centerpiece Mm -hmm. of of this movie and i really want to i really want to chat about that because i think that is i think the raft massacre scene in this which was apparently so brutal that it got like banned yeah in all kinds of countries they had to cut they had to cut so much of it to get an r rating yeah it it wasn't until later that they released the version with the full the full raft massacre because it's truly shockingly graphic and it's a person killing kids it's a person murdering children yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like it's not like uh what is it fucking revenge of the sith where it's like yeah you we're... know anakin kills a bunch of kids but you don't really see it it's like no you really yeah. see this guy hack up with shears a bunch of fucking innocent teenagers for no reason yeah and it is fucking brutal basically there's these canoes that have gone missing they send some kids out on a raft to go try to find them. They approach what they think is an empty canoe, and when they get up on it, that's where you get it's, that super It's Canoe sick. Reeves. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I know Kung Fu, and then, and then fucking he, nails them he all. Hacks them, dude. John Wick's each one of them. How do you think... Okay, here's, here's the only thing, though, is as glorious as this scene is, uh-huh. where was Cropsy? Because there's no way he could have jumped up that fast in a canoe and not tipped it over. <sighs> Or jumped out of the water that hard. Maybe there is a supernatural element. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's like I, I mean, I'm something. assuming he's supposed to be in the canoe, but you're so. right. Yeah, canoe. He would have been like, no, hold on. Hold yeah. on. Oh, He'd oh, be oh. Put, holding on to the yeah. sides. They'd be like, do you need help? They don't know to be afraid of him yet. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, though, I got to say, it's, I think, some of the best uh-huh. murder in any 80s yeah. horror flick ever. I Camp mean, Slash or not, what is we get phenomenal. is... Uh, Eddie gets stabbed through the throat. Yeah, which Thank they did God. with like a, a prosthetic neck extension. Yeah. You which can is, 
You can kind of tell if you, you watch Clueless. You can kind of tell, but I mean, uh, Savini had done that already on Friday the 13th Part 1 with right. Kevin Bacon. And, right. Yeah. But still, like, they stabbed hard actual sharp shears and his yeah. actual neck was right underneath yeah. that thing same with uh, kevin bacon kevin bacon totally. was under the bed with tom savini like yeah. he's right there next to that big arrow that coming arrow through coming yeah through and we get fucking fisher stevens fingers get cut off that's oh. that's the most brutal to me one dude. girl gets rick flared yeah she does gets a forehead slash, gets a forehead slash. <laughs> she does get flared really uh, hard you're right but yeah the fingers dude that's and it's just so shocking and out of nowhere, too. And I love the way that the fingers get cut and the blood, like, splashes mm. onto his face and onto his teeth. And Fisher's just staring at his hands like, I can't fucking believe I don't have fingers anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. And also, too, like, I can't think of any other slasher or horror flick just in general that kills off so many central characters in one scene. Yep. Real quick. All the other flicks are all about the one-by-one picking off character-by-character, whether you're talking about Elm Street or 13th Mm -hmm. or anything. But in this one scene, like, fucking six people get murdered right there. Yeah. I fucking love that. It's so shocking and brutal. And it goes from just being this peaceful, placid, they're canoeing across the lake thing, and then just sheer terror I mean, out the, of nowhere the music begins to indicate there's something for them to be worried about as they come up on it but yeah. it doesn't give you enough time no to really expect it because it just starts to do it and then cropsy jumps up yeah. and then it's like it's seriously the editing is great on that Phenomenal. too because it's just yeah. like quick 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 like you're seeing all these murders that happen real quick and it makes you go like no Allah, what yeah. I liked Barbara. Right. I and liked that Barbara girl. Not That's not the girl who gets Rick flared, but the other girl who gets stabbed in the back. Yeah, she's cool. I liked cool. her. She was know, like really funny throughout the movie. Yeah. And that must be, uh, be like what it would be like to be on that raft at that time, just for it to be so disorienting. Like, uh-huh. what, what the fuck? What is going yeah. on? It's like, you know, you're just looking around and seeing all your friends getting murdered in various ways. It, it has to be ultra disorienting. And it that also scene does, it so well. It also does a, a thing that's interesting because... Uh, I mean, we haven't talked in depth about Eddie yet, but Eddie is like not only sexually aggressive, but like it, it's clear he would be abusive. Yeah, sure. Like at one point, oh, yeah, he's trying like, get to get out of here. He's trying to get with that one girl, and she's like, "I don't want to," and he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" and like yeah. slaps at the water and shit. Like yeah, he's yeah. like super aggressive. angry. Yeah. So normally, if he were to die in a horror movie, it's one of those deaths where you're like, "Yeah, cool, yeah, he died. Who gives a shit?" But because it happens with all these other people that you like, mm-hmm. it's it's like you don't get the time to enjoy it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Usually you kind of enjoy seeing the scuzzy character. Yeah. Kind of root for the villain at that point. But yeah, we never... That, that's the good thing about this movie is that yeah. we never do root for Cropsy. Right. We are not... Because like with Jason in later movies, you root for Jason. Oh, totally. With Angela in in part two and part three of Slumber Party Massacre, you're like, yeah, she's great. Love Angela. Kill them all. Of course, Freddy becomes... Freddy, yeah. He's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So in most slashers, you want to root for the the killer. But in this one, you don't ever. Right. You never like the killer. And you know, the thing about the killer in this movie too, and and you mentioned Giallo flicks... um, earlier which are of course some of some of my favorite i love those italian yeah. horror flicks and one of the big themes of those flicks is a lot of pov action where uh-huh. you are seeing the killer's point of view 
and he's usually murdering people, and they're like, oh my god, it's you. Like, uh-huh. So many Argento flicks are a mystery, where it's like, man, yeah. who's killing all these people? And I just, that's, that's pretty uh, common in camp slashers, too. Yeah, very much yeah. so. I mean, it goes back to the first Friday 13th right yeah. there. But something that's interesting about this flick is it is kind of like a Giallo movie in that, I mean, 80, maybe 75, 80% of the movie, you don't see the killer. You know who no, it is, yeah. though. There's no mystery. Yeah, there's no mystery. You know it's Cropsy. Yeah, exactly, because you but saw him you, exit they the don't hospital show and so on. Yeah, it's a they really They actually hold move. off that reveal until uh, the final scene. Yeah, other than that one glimpse that um, Alfred sees of Cropsy walking by yeah. the window, and which you, is really you have weird. to pause it real quick to just see... You do see his face. You do. You do, but yeah. it is weird. Yeah, it's super weird, uh-huh. man. And it's a lot earlier in the movie. Uh, but you spend most of this movie having never seen Cropsy. You yeah. just see his weird Vaseline vision. You see, again, that mega ultra iconic silhouette that I yeah. love so much. It's really, really interesting to see how like they never really show him full on until the very end of the movie. I... I think like elements of this do play out in later camp slashers. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know if people were trying to duplicate the burning as much as they should have been. Cuz mm-hmm. everybody was trying to duplicate the success of Friday the 13th. Oh yeah. You make a movie with a million dollars that makes 70 million dollars, everybody wants to try yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's a great equation. This movie didn't make that much money, so not as many people are trying to duplicate it. But there are elements of this that should have survived Absolutely. in the camp slashers yeah. for sure. For one, and one good actors. Yeah, one having good actors that you want to see survive and then having them be killed. Yeah. Instead of the other way where what we get a lot of times in camp slashers is you either just don't care about the characters at all. Yeah. And so seeing them killed is just like you want to see how they're going to be killed or they're actively bad people mm-hmm. that you don't want to see survive totally but in this it's like it's just a bunch of fun kids and then one asshole and then another guy who has some premature ejaculation problems <laughs> <laughs> but and then alfred but alfred survives that's always going to be our problem here is that our final boy yeah uh, is is it actually isn't even a problem. He's like the exact opposite of a final girl. Final girl is you want to see her survive. And they're usually Our final innocent boy, and virginal and female. Yeah. And so on. yeah, yeah. In this case, the final boy here, he's virginal. He's an incel. He, he's totally <laughs> one of our modern incels where he's like, girls just, girls just need to give me sex because I'm nice sometimes. Dude, so I just recently learned about involuntary celibacy. Yeah. Holy fuck! They're this the is worst the people. Dumbest in the world. shit mm-hmm. humanity has ever spawned out. I actually, next week, our our episode we're going to talk about next week. I have a bit to say, to say about incels, but Tight. let's talk about it here too. Oh my god, dude! The most fucking retarded shit. It is. I have ever it makes me ashamed to be yes. male. Yeah. Basically, basically, for those of you guys who don't know, because I didn't know about this until like two weeks ago, it's this like movement of highly aggressive dudes that just aren't getting fucked and they think that it's women's fault and that that they're owed sex from women and so on. And this isn't, we're not, we're not talking about like a bunch of meatheads. Uh, we're talking about dudes who think of themselves as unattractive and incapable of having anyone ever love them. And so they feel like it is society's fault 
for setting up certain expectations right. and allowing women to have choice. Yeah, exactly. How dare they have mm-hmm. a choice? Yeah. Fucking retarded, dude. It's like, man, if you want to get fucked, maybe try not being an asshole. You yeah. Piece of shit. You ever tried that? Here's the th- okay. Fuck. So here's the thing about Alfred, and and here's the thing. This going along with incels, etc. Um, a girl that you find very attractive. Yeah. You see her going to the shower. It is. There's nothing wrong with fantasizing about what she looks like in the shower. That's there's nothing normal. wrong sure, with going back to your bed and jerking off thinking about it. That's normal, sure. Because you're not hurting anyone. No, not at all. But you immediately are harming not only a person's trust in you, but a person's trust in their own safety taking a shower right. when you go and peep on them naked in the shower. Right, exactly. But this, at t- like the... Todd, the main counselor, yeah, he dismisses that. He he has this idea that he says, "What do you want me to do? Cut his balls off?" His idea is that because you have balls and want to have sex with women, you're authorized to do this. You're authorized yeah, yeah. to just whatever it takes to get a woman to let you put your penis in her. Right. Um, and that's not that's not the case no because <laughs> that takes away the humanity of the people who your attraction is is being directed at yeah yeah it devalues them as as humans yeah. what incels do is say yes like what so many people have been doing for a long time is saying that's not true like i i kind of think that women are human what incels <laughs> are doing is saying no yeah, absolutely. They're not human. They're possessions to be uh, used and yeah. owned. Yeah. Um, and they and, owe me. And this movie kind of embraces that ideology somewhat. Right. But Well, when you've got authority figures like Todd in yeah. charge of being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let this slide. But the thing that I think that maybe that's the Harvey Weinstein influence. Right, totally. The, right. The thing that I think the other people involved with this movie did that's smart is to never reinforce that as right. They right. just present it. They present that this is the way these guys are acting. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never a reinforcement saying like they're, they are correct. Right. Uh, Todd survives. Alfred survives. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the other two guys that are the degenerates get killed. Right, yeah. Like, it, what it shows is that Cropsy is a maniac and will kill anyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they deserve it or not. Right. So, while there's that Weinstein terrible toxic masculinity influence, mm-hmm. I think there are enough people involved with this saying like, okay, but let's just take out the layer where we say that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's never, let's never let's like valorize out. it right. and say it's right. Uh, and so, presenting it, presenting the way that certain men... Uh, think of women or, or treat women mm-hmm. without valorizing it, I think is an absolute necessity, especially oh, yeah. in horror movies. Yeah, definitely. Because it really ups the horror. The only problem with this is that the female characters aren't written well enough to step up yeah. and like present the other side of it. Like, right. We're human beings. You can't do these things to us. All we have is the female counselor who seems to be the one voice of reason Who's like, you can't do that. Right. But every time she says that, Todd just dismisses it. Yeah, sweeps it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're completely right about all that for sure. For sure, man. So, hey, we got that element going on. I don't think that hurts this movie at all. 
I feel like it should. Like I, I even again with with all the uh, the Weinstein Association, the super you know uh, aggressive sexual males and stuff mm-hmm. in this. God damn it! I love this movie. It's a real I good movie. Love this movie. Well, man. I think that even though the women aren't written well, I think that the natural elements of these not being actresses. And a lot of what's shot just being them sort of sitting around having actual conversations shows women as human. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, it may have not been the intent mm-hmm. of the filmmakers to to show this humanity. To humanize the women, yeah. But the, the actresses involved do it. Right. They make it that way. And I think Barbara, who we both like, is really, like, one of the best elements of that. Because yeah, she so. is... Like, she... She says about um, Blazer, can you imagine that? All those muscles on top of you. And she's not saying it in a, a positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, see, that's the thing. Like, incels, they think that the only men women want to have sex with are super buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very attract, attractive. I mean, a very con- conventionally attractive right, right, in right. the face apple, type of man. apple body butt chin and what yeah and what barbara is demonstrating is that no women all have different types every right. single person has a different type yeah not every woman wants to have sex with a dude with a bunch of muscles most chicks i know don't yeah my wife doesn't like it at all no like she's she's has a huge crush on tom hardy well, but of course. Every, like, you know, that Bane period? Yeah. Like, he did Bronson and he did, uh, he played Bane. Yeah, yeah. Where he's super buff. She doesn't like, she yeah, hates that. that. <laughs> That's funny. It's just fucking high maintenance, dude. It's high maintenance. It's a lot. Yeah, you're talking about a dude who you know is going to be spending more time working out than he is with yeah. you. Yeah, and every time you go to dinner, it's just going to be counting how many fucking grams of protein yeah. you're getting and shit. Yeah, so like, um, so the, the movie despite itself, still humanizes women. Yeah, definitely so. And the men in the movie are oddly physical. Every man in this movie, like, every time they're talking to each other, they're touching each other, they're pushing each other, punching each other. Like, in that very first scene you're talking about where, like, they're looking at that chick's butt while they're playing baseball or whatever. Like, George Costanza and, like, Fisher Stevens and one of the other dudes are, like, like... Hugging each other from the back, being like, uh-huh. "Oh man, you see that? Yeah. Let me just dry hump the shit out of you, cause she yeah. looks good." Like the dudes in this are very physical, not only just with the women, but with each other too. Something to notice. Yeah, I mean, it really is like they're very aggressive. What what it the movie does a good job. I I think what they really did well is getting out of the way of these kids and letting them act natural. Yeah, totally. And that is something I remember a lot as being a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. A lot of arm punches. Oh, yeah, totally. A lot of, like, you know, slaps on the back or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's never meant to be, like, an actual fight. Yeah, yeah, But it's yeah. just, it, there's a lot of aggression among mm-hmm. teenage boys. So, like, I, I think that comes out well, but oh, it also, so um, like, you have Eddie, who in that scene you're particularly talking about, they're not just being aggressive. Eddie is talking about the ass that they're showing, not yeah. even the woman, just right. the ass. And he says, it's mine by divine right. Does he say that? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. That's <laughs> real ew. It's mine by divine. Cause he's a man and she's a woman. It's Ugh. his. It. It is what he says. <laughs> not she. It. It's the ass. Yeah. 
I mean, like, but again, I think, like, you don't expect a movie, like, people get mad, they, you know, call people who critique movies for having uh, these over-masculine type of characters or these poorly drawn feminine type of characters. They critique us back by calling us social justice warriors and saying that we want everybody to be the same. That's not it. Yeah. It's it's about presenting reality. And what this movie does is present an actual reality, mm-hmm. which is 1980s uh, teenage boys and the way they were taught to talk about women. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, like, you ever met dudes from the 70s? They're the worst. <laughs> 70s dudes. Come on, y'all. I know. Yeah. Like, so, of course, they taught their kids the same shit. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. so, in the end, like, even though this has this huge tinge of Weinstein, it has this huge tin of tinge of toxic masculinity. It's reflecting a reality and showing it in a horrific context. Yeah, very much so. So it's yeah. not saying it's good. Right. It's well, never. It's never given the thumbs up. And that kind of goes back to our assessment of like Slumber Party Massacre and stuff yeah. too, where it's like that whole movie is just show. It's just shoving butts and tits in your face uh-huh. the whole time, but it's never like in a this is okay. Yeah. Never. Kind of way, yeah. Because Roger Corman wanted it, yeah. Uh, and Amy, uh, Amy Jones, is like I'll fucking All do right, it. Fine, fuck you. But I'm not gonna give it to you the way you want it, right? Yeah, it's exactly. just gonna be like there, obligatory. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, what do you think about the the ending of this flick? Of course, the ending of a horror movie is always kind of the big climactic part. Yeah, the kind of one, chase cropsy into yeah. a uh, it's a it's a mine of some kind. I don't know what that is. It, it looks like it. It's probably the basement foundation basement of a of a building that has long since been destroyed. Right. But then when but there's like a mine car. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, a mine what? car. We see Alfred running through it, and it's like. At that point, it's very much like a Giallo flick because you start losing your context, your right, sense your of direction, yeah. which is what he's doing. He's losing where he is. He can't figure out how to get out or get away. They definitely should have had a scene earlier in the movie, kind of like, you know, kind of like Dumbledore saying, the yeah, Forbidden Forest is off yeah. grounds, you know? It's like they should have Don't go said, near the old mine building. Exactly. Yeah. Like That should have been very explicitly included yeah. in the movie because whenever it gets to that scene you're just like what the fuck where uh-huh. are they like yeah <laughs> the ending of this kind of yeah it falls off it's not great yeah it's not and the, the whole scene of of the chase through the mines and stuff like this and all these flashbacks to what's happening at camp all seem very kind of drawn out too mm-hmm. like it seems like they're really just kind of like scrounging for like 10 extra minutes of the movie at yeah. the very end or something yeah, and that's weird because they were already at, you know, close to an hour twenty at that point. Like, oh yeah, you could have just hurting for time. Yeah, you're not hurting for. You could have easily like, I don't know. I I don't know how the ending could have gone. Honestly, the more I thought about how could they have fixed this, the more I realized what their actual trouble was. Yeah, because the tone up to that point had been fun. Yeah, and now it's not fun. Get real serious. It's yeah. real serious at this point. What do we do? <laughs> right. And so it just comes down to Alfred and Todd versus Cropsy in a mine office, I guess. Yeah. And Cropsy wielding a, a flamethrower is kind of a surprise choice yeah. for me as someone who was burned to death. Well, he wants to get his revenge, you know. He wants okay. To, yeah. yeah. Give you what you gave me kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. Now you put it yeah. that way. Cause especially because it was specifically Todd. Yeah. He kind of wants to be like, hey, 
you fucking try burning now. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder why he, like, why Alfred's involved at this point, honestly. I'm unsure. I'm really unsure. I I wish that, like, more of the other camp counselors and stuff in the movie were that original gang of kids that burnt Cropsey. That would have made the the kills a lot more At least another one. At least more than just the one. At least Todd. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, I, I think... Because, okay, so Tom Savini did a lot of the direction for the ending. And mm-hmm. basically what you you get from that is that he had some more effects that they wanted to do. Right. And so they do it. They do the the arm uh, pinned by the, yeah, the, by shears, the shears, which, which is dope. It is. It's really great. Yeah. Um, they do Cropsey getting stabbed by the shears. Uh-huh. They do Cropsey getting uh, axed to the face. Which is cool. Yeah, all cool. Like all they of finally this, show his face. They finally show his face. Like all of those things are just like let's showcase how cool Tom Savini is. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely, he's one hundred percent cool. Fuck yeah, yeah. Well, it's all awesome. Uh, yeah, amazing stuff. Looks great, but the for the story, it's just like eh, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know why Alfred's involved. I I hate that Alfred's our protagonist. Mm-hmm. I wish it were um, Jason Alexander, maybe. Yeah. Or uh, you know, yeah. It, uh, I don't know how that would have worked. One of the likable people. One of the more yeah. likable characters. If if we, because instead of like most slashers where we are supposed to be the killer, mm-hmm. this one's a bit different. We are supposed to be the campers, right? And I don't identify with Alfred. So no, uh, uh-uh. no, yeah. So it makes the ending a little lackluster. I love though the the final the final scene of the movie is a completely different set. Of campers <laughs> who we've never seen before. Yeah, and this is, I guess, grown Alfred, right? Telling oh, the story. Shit. I hadn't thought about that. That's is what it? I'm assuming. Is that's because I don't know why I I don't know why I thought that. Because if it were grown huh. Alfred, why wouldn't they just use the same actor? I hadn't thought. But about for that. some reason, it immediately hit me as like, oh, this is Alfred. He's grown up. He's become Todd. That'd be cool because you know yeah. Todd tells the story earlier after yeah. the stuff that he went through. Yeah. Huh. I hadn't thought about that. Before. Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting. But either way, I do like that it ends with another new generation of people mm-hmm. telling the story. same story. Yeah. Don't move. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. Yeah. I do dig that. And apparently Savini directed that scene and oh. stuff too. So that's just extra cool to me. So I do love how the movie wraps up on that. Most most slasher flicks end on, and the villain died, it's over. Uh-huh. This kind of uh, shows you, all, and the beat goes on. From what know? I've noticed, most slasher flicks end with an ambulance. And yeah. cops talking about, can you believe this? Absolutely, yep. And this one ends way different. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I love it, man. Like, there's, I do too. There's stuff in this movie, like I said, obviously to to complain about, but it's also, like you said, presented, I think, in a uh, moderate, realistic way. And it's also kind of a shit to learn from. Don't be a creep. And also, <laughs> yep. people used to be a lot fucking creepier and grosser back yeah. then. And you can kind of learn from that in a mm. way, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. So even the the more gross elements of this movie kind of still work for me. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it keeps it from being too much of a sunny, rosy, fun kids at camp story. Yeah. You know. If you want to see that, you can watch Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, exactly. There you exactly. Go. I love this fucking movie. I think the kills obviously are phenomenal. I think the soundtrack is incredible the cinematography and stuff is great it's a great looking movie Mm -hmm. some great shots some really wonderful disorienting stuff the raft massacre scene i'll I'll, I'll put it this way it's worth watching this movie just so you can see the raft massacre 
Yeah. It's that fucking sick. It that Wrath Masker scene is uh, among my favorite kills yeah. I've ever seen in any horror movie. If you watch it's, any documentary about American slashers or American horror movies, yeah. that scene will be shown. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. always there. It's yeah. phenomenal, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just some of the most just shocking, out of nowhere, what the fuck is even happening, mm-hmm. oh my God, gore scenes I've ever seen in a horror flick. I love it. So it's worth seeing, if nothing else, just for that. But. Mm-hmm. I love the Cropsy villain. I love the design and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savini apparently wasn't too stoked with how the makeup turned out or something. Yeah, because so like he melted gum or something. Yeah, like he this. was designing the Cropsy face yeah. in between doing makeup for the scenes that were being shot. He was just stretched a little thin. Yeah, it was all. stretched a little thin. He didn't He didn't love it because it looks more melty than burnt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He probably it, wanted to look like, because, you know, again, Savini got yeah. All of his know-how from being in fucking Vietnam as a field photographer and seeing people burnt to death. Yeah, and like seeing he, people. He's probably seen plenty of people who have been hit by mm-hmm. napalm and shit yeah. like that. So he would know what a realistic burn looks like. Yeah. And Savini's thing has always been, I've seen the real shit. If I see it and I don't think that it's like what I saw, yeah, then it's not good. That's all there is yeah. to it. So I can understand him looking at the crop C. Uh, you know, kind of melty, silly putty mm-hmm. face kind of thing and being disappointed with it. Because that's that's not what a real burn victim looks like. But I'm Maybe very, five I'm okay years later, it. after a bunch of attempted crafts and <laughs> crappy, stuff. Crappy yeah. skin grafts. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I think the design is cool. I love that he doesn't talk. I love the late reveal. I love that 90% of the movie is just POV shots of us uh-huh. not seeing him. It all works for me. It all just really, really works yep. for me. This is one of my favorite 80s horror flicks. Um, one of my favorite camp slashers, maybe my favorite. I don't know. Yeah, I think if I'm gonna rate this bad boy, it's sitting at a strong eight point five. Wow, I love it, man. Man, love this fucking flick. I can't disagree with that at all. I can't disagree with anything yeah. you said. Uh, all I'll do is add to it that um, the pacing of this movie is excellent. It is. They uh, in. In writing the script, they decided they wanted to have a kill or almost kill every ten pages. Okay. Which in a hundred and twenty uh, or an hour and twenty movie, that yeah. means uh, uh, you know you got eighty pages. Yeah. Basically, each minute is equal to a page. Right. Uh, you got eighty pages. That means you're gonna get eight kill or almost kill scenes. You get Cropsy getting burned. You get the prostitute kill. You get Cropsy sneaking up on Fisher Stevens or on Tiger. Yeah. yeah. And Cropsy sneaking up on Tiger. Yeah. And then you start getting the kills. Yeah. So, like, it's constant. We're always being reminded there is a the killer is and real. someone's going to get killed. Yeah. Um, Something of substance happens every few minutes. Yeah. It's, it, it is a well-written story, well-developed. I super enjoy it. All of the charming elements of the these kids basically being at summer camp like i'm not even talking about the 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 script at this point i'm just talking about these actors first time actors they're all hanging out having a good time i'm sure some hooking up was going on etc sure um you got also we haven't mentioned this guy at all the fourth guy that hangs out with with uh fisher stevens and jason alexander and um uh, eddie yeah is uh, fish yeah, the other guy. And he reminds me of Buzz from Home Alone. Yeah. He's got that kind of look about him. His real uh, thing is basically always ragging on Fisher Stevens. Yeah. It's like, all of that seems so natural. Totally, yeah. yeah it's so fun. 
characters are very organic in this flick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you're right. This is an eight and a half for yeah. sure. This is like there's so much uh that, I mean, there's so much that I love about this and the small things that I dislike, maybe the ending, etc. I can't come up with something better. And there's mm-hmm. so many times we deal with movies that are like almost perfect where it's like, I could have, you could fix that easily. Yeah. You could Princess fix this Leia should have rammed into light speed into that ship. Boom. And went down to there the you ship. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> or she could have just died in space. Or that. That would have worked fine. And they could have told Poe the plan. <laughs> yeah. And, it would have and, and maybe that. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, that pretty much deals with most people's complaints, right? <laughs> Luke Skywalker totally would not kill his own nephew at a suspicion that one day he might do something bad. I don't know. He saw the good in fucking Vader, who'd already like killed millions of people. I think maybe he questioned himself. Uh, anyway, come on. <laughs> um, I think this movie has um so much good, and yeah. I really can't think of of how to improve it. Same. So yeah, it, it's it's easily an eight and a half, and it's it should be watched. Yeah, totally more agree. Often. I know. And again, it's one of those that if you're a fan of 80s flicks, if you're a fan of slasher flicks, camp slasher flicks, Mm -hmm. it's a must see. I'm bummed out by how many people I talk to that have never even heard of this flick. So share it wide and far. Spread the word of this great flick. And also be sure to tune into our episode next week where we're going to be talking about Friday the 13th Part (laughs) 3. In 3D. Which I. <laughs> I wanted to define what a camp slasher is. Yeah. Uh in this episode and that is particularly a slasher that takes place at a summer camp. Sure. The Friday the 13th part 3 is a camp slasher but it doesn't take place as a summer camp. And this is why I say that a summer camp slasher is a subdivision of the camp slasher. Okay. Because most of the Friday the 13th movies don't actually take place at summer camp, uh, yeah, camp but they're still yeah. camp slashers that's true so friday the 13th part three it's not a summer camp but it's still a camp slasher so has all the other elements except that it's not a summer camp is the thing a winter camp slasher yes it might be like the <laughs> well, one and only reigning no, champ well that that's the thing uh because i started when i was trying to like define this i started thinking like try to move outside the box a little bit think about other movies that might be included Started thinking about Evil Dead, etc. Okay, uh, yeah, Cabin yeah. in the Woods, uh-huh. and then I realized those aren't slashers. Right. The thing's not a slasher; it's a creature feature. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Evil true. Dead's not a slasher; it's a demonic possession movie. Right. So, like, when you deal with slashers, they all fit into a similar mold, but very few of them are actually set at a summer camp. It's a really good point. Mm-hmm. It's a really good point. And hours next week, not set at a summer not camp. Not set at a summer camp. I'm not even really sure where it's set at. <laughs> it's it's filmed in California very obviously. Like there are palm trees at one yeah. point. <laughs> uh, we might betray ourselves here and let you know already. It's not very it's good. It's not a very good movie. No. It's really not. But tune in next week to find our full thoughts about it. In the meantime, be sure to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. It only takes you a minute and it means an eternity of joy and happiness for us it really mm-hmm. helps us show up on those search engines and playlists and all that shit. So go in there, leave a G rated review for old dead and lovely on 
iTunes. Pretty please. Where can they follow us on the Facebook and Instagram and yada yada? At Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and yeah, yeah. the Twitters. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. Which is wonderful. Thanks for everyone who participates yeah. in that. Love chatting with you guys. Awesome. Check it. Easily several the best times part of fucking Facebook. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm Ugh. not huge on Facebook. Yeah, but I I've gotten more into it because I check the, uh, the our our page all the time. Yeah, it's real fun. Um, also, you can email us at dead and lovely pod at uh, wait, is it dead Gmail? Dead lovely pod, dead lovely, dead and lovely pod at gmail.com. We got it, dude. We yes. fucking got it. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars, all one word. I'm at Steven Spratling. It's spelled with letters that you would probably want to put <laughs> in those words. Is does it use consonants and vowels? Oh. Yeah, we'll yeah. double check on that. Yeah, we'll get back no, to it. no, it's Welsh, so it's all consonants. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to this installment of Dead and Lovely, your favorite horror movie podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll see you guys then, and it'll be all sick. You're dead. <laughs>